Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Battle School Dropouts. Uh, I'm Stu, and I'm joined with a couple of golden boys today. Uh, I've got Bakri and special guest Andy yeah. with me. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us here, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> Andy dropped out of a very prestigious law school in order to be here, but only after he passed all the course material to graduate. Yes, of course. He would have graduated at the top of his class, but he dropped out instead. Really fumbled the bag there, Andy. Really fucked up. <laughs> you might as well have just taken it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were right there. I, I, I feel like I'm being personally attacked. But, you know, this is, I, I, with the context, this makes more sense. That's the cost yeah. of being a golden boy. You yeah, know, it ain't all sunshine and whatever else. Sometimes it's nighttime too in the show. <laughs> well, so we uh, we did it again. Um, call did it again. Br- call us Britney Spears. Uh, we did not watch Humanity Has Declined. We watched Golden Boys. Yeah. So Golden or Boy, we watched singular. Golden Boys. Sing- singular. Boy. Singular. Yes. Yeah. There's only singular. one Golden Boy. There's only, only one, one Golden, Golden Boy. Boy. A lot of yeah. a lot of ladies. One one Golden Boy. Yes. Yeah. A lot of ladies. Yeah. yeah this is a very uh, very horny uh, episode. Yeah. I would, I, I would not classify it as harem for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like in, in, in dating sim terms, he kind of gets the harem ending by the end of it, but then leaves again. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, it's like a weird, like, it's like if Johnny Bravo was like a traveling vagrant and also yeah. very competent at things. Yeah, but also like way more of a turbo nerd. Oh, we watched yeah. the yeah. um the dub, so he had this like insane voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just yelling constantly. I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm a big fan of the like the odd jobs guy doing something. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Gintama's one of my top anime of all time. Totally. That is not this kind of odd job guy. This is like, very literally like doing odd regular jobs. Yeah. Regular jobs. <laughs> yeah. Not even odd jobs, just regular. Regular, yeah. regular jobs, I guess oddly though. <laughs> yeah. And he's very, very odd. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into that in the anime review section. Before we get into all that, uh, Andy, I gotta ask, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Hi. I, yeah. I gotta, since you're a new guest on the show, I gotta hit you up with the question that I'm pretty sure I always ask people. What is your least favorite anime? <laughs> Ooh, least favorite. I guess I guess I usually hit what's your favorite and what's your least favorite. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't have to be what you think is the best, but what's your Yeah. I, I kinda already hinted at, you know, the the favorite. So Gintama is a great anime. It it covers so many genres, does so many parodies, does so many good series arcs. It just covers all the bases. I think it's complete in what it does. Yeah. I think it's my favorite. Uh least favorite is a little tough. Because usually I stop watching them. Uh, what would be the least favorite, I guess, that I completed? You don't have to watch an anime to hate it. I think the internet has proven that very well. Or <laughs> oh, you don't have to know anything about something to mm-hmm. hate it. And speak that's as though very... you made it yourself and you know everything about it. Yeah, that's yeah. a very, very good point. Yeah. Oh, I might have to check this because I think I only have like a few things on my do not watch Ooh. list. Okay. Uh I know one of them, and this is like weird because it falls into a genre that I would normally watch is Hellgirl. Oh, you don't like Hellgirl? I don't know why. Something about watching the first, like, very first part of it and the concept turned me off it. But it's normally a concept that I would very much like in a show. I loved the concept of it. I don't like, 
I'll watch like an episode or two once in a while and be like, that was fun. And then never come back to it. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say anything passionately one way or the other about Hell Girl. It's like, it's a show what you can what watch. What is Hell Girl? So Hell Girl is about um, every episode, kind of like Paranoia Agent, is about like a different protagonist. But in, in every situation, basically, there's a there is a website. If you go there at like midnight or whatever, then and you enter the name of somebody, you can send that person to hell. And um, if you do so, like they get they get dragged to hell pretty much immediately once you sign the contract, so to speak. You uh, like in exchange when you do die, you also go to hell. Mm. Um, so just about every episode ends up being like a different protagonist who's like in a situation where they just like hate somebody or like they're being like really wronged by someone, and um, they like they they go to the website and then the the titular hell girl shows up um and she's like this you know just young lady from the underworld or whatever she brings them like a straw doll with a ribbon around the neck and she says if you untie this ribbon like the the contract will be sealed and it's kind of almost always it's them going like do i do it i don't want to go to hell but i really want this person to fucking disappear and then almost inevitably they do end up doing it and uh yeah <laughs> It's it's fun. It's like a weird formulaic thing for something that has like four or five seasons. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta figure the episode where the person's like, no, I'm not gonna do it. Like, that's a boring episode. They I have not watched, I have not seen that episode yet. Like, I've watched like probably close to a dozen episodes over in my life, I think, over several years. And I have not run into one where someone's like, you know what? I'll figure this out myself. And yeah. they, they always... They always pull the pl like pull the trigger at some point. You know? Hey guys, it's me, Light. I found the Death Note. I'm not gonna use it. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he realizes it works, and then he's like, "I should put this away. That's that's not a good use." Of <laughs> so I, I found some very appropriate intelligence in looking at my anime ratings. Mm. I had previously, before today, watched just two of the six episodes of Golden Boy. Oh, yeah. And I rated it. Oh. And it is one of my lowest rated anime, <laughs> based on just seeing two episodes. Wow. Because I'm typically not, like, a guy who's about, you know, whatever etchy weird thing. Sure. There's a lot of st weird stuff in those first couple episodes. Yeah. Was not, you know, it was more of a group watch show. Yes. Right? I rated it two and a half stars. <laughs> Out of five? Out of five. Oh, which okay. is far below, like, my average for watching. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, it falls into, like, out of the 560 anime I've started at some point, it falls in the bottom, like, 50. The, <laughs> the, the five star or the scale of one to ten, like, rating system that we have is so interesting because we're all people who grew up in, like, like in the education system, like, 70 is kind of, like, or seven out of ten is kind of the, the threshold of, like, good or bad, you know, or, like, mm -hmm. passing or not. But, like, I think on a scale of one to ten or, like, you know, five stars when there's such a thing as half stars... 2.5 should be like perfectly average, right? Neither you, good nor bad. You you, you would think. You yeah. would think. Yeah. But I don't see it like that. I, no, I don't think most no. people see it like that. You no, know? I definitely don't either. It, it's one of those things where it's like you start to see as like three is the average, right? And three is more so the average yeah. because you can't rate a zero. So it's a little closer to that. And really people start to think of like three and five as average for like average good. Yeah. Like what, what you might actually watch on, totally. on a scale of five. So. So before today, I had it as a 2.5. I think after this episode, I can give it a revised rating. But I'm, I'm leaning in the 3.5 range. Okay. Like I think it's a more complete 
anime that I give it credit for. Okay. I enjoyed it more. So would you yeah. still stand by... So we've gotten one that you didn't really care for and then one that you're kind of reevaluating. Like Reevaluating, re but that was definitely on the bottom of the list. Yeah. I don't actually have a bottom, bottom one. What's that... like, like, you just, you just don't have something that you just, like, hate? Just on principle? Like, when, when, when you see a fan of it upset, you're, like, good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not you're just not a hater. Yeah, where, where's the where's the hatred in yeah. your heart? Look, we don't have any fan like we don't have very many fans right I, now. I, I, but I, we could someday <laughs> and they'll come and like hate mob you for this in like two years. I'm not <laughs> so you gotta pick carefully. Yeah, I'm not I'm not much of like a uh, a hate watcher or hate ignorer or you don't like, have to, like I said, or, or you don't have to watch or, something. Or, or someone who disdains something in particular. Yeah, nothing nothing really like stands out in that in that realm either. So it's usually either like I don't care about it because I haven't watched it or I, you know, watch it and don't care for it. Can you believe this guy's being all, like, uh, emotionally mature on our anime podcast? I, How dare you? I think John did the same thing. I think he just said, <laughs> I like anime. So. Yeah, well, no, he did He did come yeah. around. He said uh, he said he hated, um, I mean, oh, fuck, he picked something after they, a while. Yeah, yeah I, I think like, you're right. I, I hate some things in anime okay. that I've watched. Well, what's, an, what's an anime with the most of those things? Uh, <laughs> anime, I'm not letting you get away with this. <laughs> anime was so... Some of those things. Uh, Air Gear? Air Gear is your most sorry, hated sorry, anime. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not Air Gear. Uh, what is it? Uh, well, Air Gear, I, I do hate the ending, obviously. Oh, I don't remember. The last time I watched it was like in middle school. But it's because it just like, in an episode, rushed an ending because they didn't have funding to continue. Oh, and yeah. It, it ends in the middle of an arc. Totally. Without resolving it, which is painful. Yeah. So I hate things like that, uh, but Air Gear is great. It's a good show. Yeah. Uh, it's Air, not good enough. Air, That's not, you don't hate that. Air Master. <laughs> Do you know Air Master? Yeah, I know Air Master. Yeah. So Air Master is good kind of as a fighting battle school anime, but the proportions on the main character and the way that they <laughs> treat that, a little weird. And then my most hated anime character is that tiny kid sidekick girl and her high-pitched voice. <laughs> that I hate. Okay, that's uh, right. She's, she's on like my hated characters list for that. Yeah. Because she's just an annoying, <laughs> tiny sidekick girl that's only there to be tiny and annoying. Oh, that is it. That's still things you hate about a series that you like, though. Yes, yeah. correct. That I generally, work generally like. Yeah. 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 Well, well, maybe by the end of the show we'll figure it maybe. out. Maybe. Keep something. thinking on that. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we recently all went to Fanime, and we—I gotta like put this on the record. Like people need to know that I think was like the greatest Fanime single day of my entire life. That was so much fun. Last episode, I talked about how I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to get in because I got my vaccine card <laughs> like a day late for the thing. Got in, and I think we were like the—at least I was like the loudest. Like most, like like what you would expect from like teenagers who are at their first con or whatever. They're like, "Oh my god, yeah!" That was me. That was hundred percent me. Like, I can't believe I'm in. Yes, I'm a fan of man. <laughs> and doing a day format like that, where you're you're not doing like a four day weekend, mm -hmm. right? It's very much you can just do what you ever you want. Like, it is a great great time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's nice that it wasn't like an endurance test or anything either. Mm. Like, especially these days, like the hangovers are so much worse that like <laughs> I can't imagine drinking like I have at past fanime yeah. after this one. Totally. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm old now. I'm out of shape. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I ever drank like I did once before. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but no, that was that was incredible because we I got in, but prior to that, the line was like going down like the block, like yeah, already, it was like, yeah, it's like down the street and around the corner kind of thing. Yeah, like, so far easily could have been like one of those two hour lines, and like we were like, oh, okay, so we got to start all the way down there. And as soon as we were like processing it, like a guy was just like, everybody over there, come with me, and we just went into a fresh line. Yeah. Yeah, we amazing. just got the VIP treatment pretty much. It's like, <laughs> fuck all those guys. They're going to wait another 45 minutes. You guys come over here, though. Yeah. It's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we had a real, like, papers, please moment. The, the game, not the, you know, not to trivialize the experience. Of people. No, let's trivialize it. <laughs> Fanami is just like immigration, and we did it, and I don't know what to know. <laughs> but, like, we watched, like, you know, you hand the guy, and we see him doing the math in his head and realizing it doesn't add up, like, there's one day off, and you were like, well, as of today, it's 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 two weeks, and yeah. he was like, "Yeah, okay," and let yeah. you in. It's like it was it was if if we caught that guy in like just a little bit worse of a mood, like yeah. if they fucked up that guy's Starbucks order that day, you're not getting in. Like, <laughs> just a little, if he was any yeah. less like magnanimous than he was in that moment, we could have been in trouble. Well, yeah, and I think it I think it also helped that like Fanime was completely overwhelmed, like that because it had it was going to be like a scan mm-hmm. or something, right? Yeah, they, they were going to have a system in which you could virtually queue. So you would uh, show up at the con and like scan a QR code with the app to let them know that you were like ready to check in. Mm. And then they would, as they're actually processing people inside and getting badges out, they would send you an alert when they were ready for you, like queuing you into traffic, almost like a freeway on-ramp kind of system, you yeah. know, like that kind of thing, where you didn't have to actually to go and stand in the line, you can just stand outside anywhere. Yeah. And then that system was immediately broken the second they tried to use it. So there were just massive lines coming out of the front of the convention. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Cause yeah. Cause I remember I was trying to find a parking spot before the, the convention and just seeing that line. I was like, ah, are we about to like wait six hours to get into Panama? Like, what is this? Yeah. They get there finally, and then like you know, it's well, okay, it's nine a.m. or nine p.m. We'll like walk around for a couple hours and call it a night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, it was it was went as well as one could possibly hope. That was that was that was lovely. Yeah, yeah. And it was nice once we got in there, but it was such a it was a different kind of experience because they didn't have anything at the secondary hotel. Mm. Like we wandered over there thinking, oh yeah, there's a bar over there. There's stuff just empty. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, I felt like we really, really weren't supposed to be there. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It was like a couple of cosplayers in the corner for a minute. Like, they took off. (laughs) It was just us, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, San Jose was weird this year. Yeah. Like, a lot of businesses were closed and all that. Yeah. Yeah, compared to to what we have seen in San Jose, like, any downtown area, uh, you know, particularly in the last, like, 15 years, has had, like, some amount of squalor and homelessness and, like, just general drug problems and things like that, right? But... It seemed more extreme, you know, <laughs> like city center San Jose felt abandoned. So many places, like there's one street that had restaurants on it around the convention center. Like every other side street that used to have bars and restaurants, like they just weren't there or weren't open or didn't open until like late in the evening. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. There were a number of places like we wanted. It, it was like, I don't know, like 3 p.m. We're like, let's, let's go get a beer or something. Yeah. And just. We had to go so far to find a place that was actually open. Yeah, and we ran a few blocks. Yeah, yeah. And we we went to like a couple bars and just like, where is the beer? <laughs> like, why aren't you open? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I think some of that may come back to just like Bay Area policies that, you know, were maybe stricter than where we're from. Maybe. Uh, so maybe, you know, more restaurants, you know, chose to not operate and things because of that. And Santa Clara until recently, uh, all the, with the COVID policies was more strict generally. Yeah. We're taking the strictest version of the state uh, application on that. So. And uh, speaking of, because you you sort of mentioned this already, Fanime's COVID policy was like absurd. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. they were. Yeah, they were really great on it. Like people, you would well, see somebody like with the the or uh, great on the masks. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, is what I mean to the, say. Yeah, the mask policy policy is great. Right? Yeah, but it's the fact that they they sort of stuck with an outdated uh, policy in 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 my perspective, based on sort of when they had originally set the convention almost five months prior mm. and they stuck with that policy at the time of the convention despite you know state policy changes and things like that yeah so, not that it's necessarily a bad thing because we are kind of going into another wave at the moment so mm-hmm. generally okay and it was still well populated but it made a lot of people angry uh, they did eventually go back and allow like people to roll forward their tickets which is a good thing oh really uh, but it was strange that initially they very much just refused to do that yeah <laughs> for like several months before the convention like, yeah uh, no one could get word as to whether tickets would get rolled forward if people couldn't meet the meet the COVID policies mm-hmm. uh, because of vaccination status or whatever. Because that's a that is a crazy thing to just like drop on people. It's like, oh yeah, you have to have had your booster at least two weeks yeah. ago. And, yeah. then, and there's no possibility of a test to supplement. There's no like th- there's just no flexibility compared to what the the state standards were for the time. So. Yeah, and and really like most other places too. So that was that was it. And I mean like. I don't know. It's not. It's not a. It's not like a an awful policy or anything. But it was like weird to see. Like as everything has gotten everywhere else has gotten so much more relaxed. It was all of a sudden like Phantom. It was like you got to do this, 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 <laughs> and all this. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I feel like you know every big gathering of things recently. You know any any conventions, any big fighting game tournaments, things like that. Like I feel like I always see the tweet like, oh, so and so just tested positive for COVID. Everybody get tested. Blah blah blah. Like that happens. Over over and over. I never saw the scare from Fanime. Like I'm sure it happened to somebody, mm-hmm. but like it seems like they were pretty. They were pretty on it. Like you know, if you saw somebody with their mask below their nose, like almost immediately, someone would be like, "Hey, pull the mask up." You know? Yeah. yeah. Very, very on it. You know? Even saw a vendor get kicked out of Fanime. That's that. that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he tried to fucking picket the thing. Yeah, we, we and he he was sitting there, you know, sweating profusely. Probably not a good sign, but I don't think it was because he was, uh, he was just stressed. But yeah, he was you know holding a sign up and pleading his case as they're having him you know disassemble his booth. Yeah, but apparently he was. Uh, he or people at his booth are violating the mask policy a little too often. Yeah. Uh, eating uh, at their booth with, you know, it's also a little ridiculous that the mask policy is like the mask has to literally be on between bites. That, that just seems that seems absurd for like most scenarios. I understand that would make sense in certain convention areas, and the vendor hall might be one of those. Uh, but uh, it seems a little weird that that applied like indoors and outdoors in front of the convention. Like that that was global for that yeah. thing. I feel yeah. like at that point, just like have somebody cover you for a few minutes, like you go wolf down a sandwich or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I, I saw the same vendor the day before, and he had someone like bringing delivering him uh, Jack in the Box yeah. at the booth, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I wouldn't expect them to like eat that at their booth but like it makes sense if he's going to be there all day or whatever you know totally. yeah well he was he was like a like a manga seller or something yeah. and in the brief time that i was kind of looking at the manga stuff there he seemed like a very much like i don't trust 
anybody. Like, yeah. I've brought in these people to work for me. I don't trust them. All <laughs> yeah. these people looking at my manga, I don't trust them. Yeah. Like, he's, I've, like he's, I've seen he's the same guy everybody. at anime every year I've been there, and at pretty much at all the conventions in California. Uh, he is kind of a little notorious for, <laughs> for at least being a... Uh, vocal, <laughs> yeah, in whatever his opinion is, right? So, yeah, uh, I know uh, he, he he like haggles hard and like he'll call people out and like I've seen him do that at other conventions. So I'm like not surprised that you know in whatever interaction happened, they came down hard on him because they might have just given him like a couple warnings. They probably yeah, and they, then, they and well then he ignored them or whatever. You know, like yeah. he seems like that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was funny, though, that he was like, hey, they're kicking me out. Can you believe this? It's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? do? Yeah. <laughs> Fa- Phantom A. Riot, oh. how could they do this to <laughs> yeah. this guy? Oh, well, let's go talk to him. We'll change their minds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't heard our side of the story yet yeah. in that we walked past that guy once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. I've been playing a video game. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. Been, this is big news yeah, for you. Yeah. Uh, I have been playing Neon White. Just came out on the 16th which was, what's today? Two days ago. Um, it is a time attack, like, platformer, first-person shooter, card-based game. Uh, that's yeah, that, nice... that, that popular genre everyone's playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the time attack, platformer, first-person shooter, card-based games. Yeah, yeah. All the kids and, playing uh, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it's... what Fortnite is now, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Better be, yeah. It's not. Um, God, what if they had like Yu-Gi-Oh! Fortnite with dual discs instead of guns? I don't know where else it would go. I mean, from they there, put but... Thanos in Fortnite. I wouldn't put it past them. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the number of tie-ins that have happened, I'm amazed you can't play as Joey. Kind of, yeah. One day. One, One day, day it'll happen. Um, but yeah, so this is a game. Like The story is you are someone who has been, along with a lot of other spirits, been plucked from hell. Um, and you've been placed in heaven and given an exploding mask. If you like fuck up or do anything wrong, like they'll, they'll explode your mask kind of battle Royale style, the movie, not the game genre. Um, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's, well, you know, heaven's just over. Demons keep getting in here. We need to get them out of here. So basically we've got you guys. We've named you neons. Your job is to go and kill the most, like kill demons. And whoever gets to kill the most demons gets to not go back to hell. Um, and so that's your that's your setup. And the way the game looks is basically you're going through a level, um, and they're super quick levels, like 30, 30, 40 seconds a lot of the time. And you're going through a level, and like you're supposed to kill all the demons, get to the get to the end point. And there's cards that give you various guns. And if you choose to, you, if you use the alt fire, you basically get rid of that card, and you get like a special movement tech. So like the handgun has 12 bullets, but then if you if you get rid of the handgun, it gives you a double jump. Or, like, the sniper rifle oh. has four bullets. If you get rid of the sniper rifle, it gives you an air dash. Things like that. So you have to balance movement and shooting. Exactly. Yeah. So you're trying to, like, get the most out of every, every card to, like, just get to the end as fast as possible. And as of last night, I have a world record on one of the stages. Awesome. And then somebody beat that world record while I was asleep, <laughs> so I did it again. Five nice. times. Nice. <laughs> That's honestly impressive. Thank you. Like, the uh, the the Sonic stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, good job, whatever, yeah. you know, but uh, <laughs> but this neat, like honestly, like the fact that you're out on top on such a new game, like yeah. that you can be on top of the leaderboard like that is actually really cool. It's cool too because like there's you know it just came out there's like no established strats for anything, so it's like you know I can't just go on YouTube like oh best speed strat for this level, I just have to like okay how do I squeeze a few more milliseconds out of this, you know. 
Yeah, that's, that, that's awesome. Are the levels fixed in terms of what generates where? Yes, totally. Okay, so yeah. it, it is going to be that uh, a speed run can be optimized to a certain point. And there's Absolutely. No, there's, there's probably some RNG. There's probably like some moving platform kind of stuff. but uh, A little bit. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe they built it in such a way that it is like... Speed runnable consistently. The most know. the most RNG there is is that there's a submachine gun uh, that has like a pretty pretty hefty bullet spread. Mm -hmm. So like there's a part in that in that level where like you know I have to grab a submachine gun, jump off of a ledge, shoot two different targets, and then use its alt fire to like land on a group of enemies and then keep moving forward. Um, all in the span of like a second. And uh, those targets are pretty far away just because of like how I've routed it. So like sometimes I will shoot at both of them and like one of them will just be like, spread didn't work, sorry, try again. And it's like, well, all right. <laughs> or like I have to take another half a second to shoot at it, which completely fucks up my route and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a little bit, but it's mostly very consistent. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that absolutely rules, man. Yeah. Do you think do you think you're gonna try to speed run the rest of the game? I think so. I'm really interested to see like what a what a like front to back speed run looks like. Um and like just kind of what categories are gonna emerge and stuff. Cause um there's also dating sim elements of it uh, to it. There's other other neons they're all called. Like you're neon white, and there's a neon violet, green, red, and yellow, um, and ostensibly others that you just never meet. But um yeah, you can find gifts for them hidden in the levels, and if you give them a gift, then like uh, you unlock different interactions <laughs> with them and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So yeah, so, it's really so, interesting. So are you gonna get like the Violet hundred percent speed run like dating sim ending? Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> Violet is like one of the more popular like lady characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine just based on the names you said, I'm like that's gonna be popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Without knowing anything else about the game, if you're gonna design the main character named Violet to be a likable character, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's a lot of fun. Um. What was I going to say? The story is, like, fine. It's not, like, super gripping, but, like, it's enough to be interesting, I suppose. When I was playing the demo that came out a couple months ago, I was just, like, skipped all the cutscenes. But, like, now it's it's enjoyable enough, you know? Yeah, you were saying it's, like, pretty silly? It's... it's Like, almost off-puttingly so? Yeah, like, it's not really so much that the, the story itself is silly, like, the narrative, but, like, a lot of the dialogue can be really silly. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of, like references and them like being trying to be hip with like twitter memes and stuff like at one point steve bloom who voices neon white says like i i'm about to head out and stuff like that like stuff that you'd see on those like spongebob memes yeah that seems like a weird one to hear from steve bloom it, yeah. it really is yeah. yeah um and they have some video game references once in a while like uh so he has a kind of flirtatious relationship with neon red who's a sniper and uh, at one point, like he mentioned, he says something like, maybe love can bloom on the battlefield because, you know, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's real mm. silly. It's a very Kickstarter brand of humor, I think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, popular these days. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Any any kind of uh, game that doesn't take itself too seriously that like can fit in whatever crossover content, like it, people just like it. It's like an Easter egg but on steroids with like every game these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, some of the references are a bit more subtle. Like somebody mentions like the dawn of the final day while you're near a clock tower. It's like, oh, Majora's Mask, okay, cool. Um, but like that happens and then like moments later, like something actually very serious in the story happens and it's kind of this weird tonal whiplash where it's like, oh no, characters can die while making Zelda references. Like, okay, yeah. I guess. Keep me on my toes, I suppose.
I, I think that's my beef with like a lot of like a lot of like I guess like smaller movies stuff that has like references or like silly things and whatnot is that that balance between like I'm gonna have a really serious moment and I'm gonna have this really silly moment I, I feel like a lot of people have a hard time like making that that work that's a difficult mm -hmm. thing to do for sure yeah yeah it's like well I have this idea for a joke so I'm going to include it but I also have this part where the character's dad is going to die <laughs> yeah let's yeah. just do them both like, yeah why mm -hmm. not <laughs> Last of Us Part Three, where just somebody makes a like more cowbell joke while they're, <laughs> you know, uh, Ellie, this funeral is gonna need just a little bit more cowbell. And he starts doing that while like the zombies are pouring in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the tone sometimes. Yeah, that's um, what we want from uh, Last of Us Three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just waiting for it. But um, yeah, big fan, big fan of Neon White. There were actually, so I guess talking about video games, like it, we're in the middle of not E3, E3, I don't know, like there's yeah. Taste of Summer and all I, I got a couple of games, but are there, is there stuff that you guys are looking forward to or? Uh, there's nothing too uh, particular. And, you know, my most played game of all time is Overwatch. So Overwatch 2 is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of updating with all the battle pass kind of stuff you see in every other arena shooter and shooter these days. So it's modernizing in that aspect. It's exciting that it's going to be actually run as a live service game where it wasn't before. It wasn't uh, a live service game? How do you mean? So uh, live service like became very popular with something like uh, Fortnite, right? Where they would change it so often and like the, the map and the world is changing every couple months. They're doing new seasons where the game's played completely differently. There's new oh. weapons, there's new things going on. Interesting. But to do that, you have to fund it in a way where you have like a battle pass where people have to buy it every season. Some way to fund the game as it's going. Yeah. That isn't just like loot boxes for cosmetics. So... Uh, yeah, they're redeveloping Overwatch as kind of a, uh, as a l intended to be live service game. Because gotcha. it obviously came from like Team Fortress 2 roots mm -hmm. where it wasn't necessarily supposed to be live service. It had cosmetics that would come out every once in a while and whatever, but all the core modes would stay the same. Like it was intended to just be a hero battle shooter that would occasionally get new heroes. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Well, you drop in a new stage once but in a while. even when it, you know, originally came out, it's like. That wasn't expected to happen all that often. Like, Team Fortress 2 never had a new character. Yeah. Right? That just wasn't a thing. It was based on kind of that formula. So, And it eventually became a little bit more of a live service game. But then The Last Hero came out, like, more than two years ago now. Who was The Last Hero to come out for Overwatch? I believe it was Echo. I don't even know who that <laughs> is. I, just... uh... <laughs> I remember that hamster guy. I like the hamster guy. Yeah. Oh, hamster guy's good. The big ball. Um, uh, Sigma with his feet out it was pretty good. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, like crazy asylum kind of character guy. He was good. He doesn't require validation from the rest. He doesn't require validation. <laughs> so that's the important part. Yeah. E Echo. He loves watching Drive with Ryan Gosling. He has his own scorpion jacket. <laughs> yeah. E Echo feels a little like cobbled together because it feels like a character that was supposed to be a support character and then they made her a damage character. Huh. Uh, and she flies better than Farah. Has faster projectiles. No, wow. No explosive damage on the primary fire, though. Just like a, a tri shot that shoots in a triangle. Interesting. Uh, she has a, like a set of sticky grenades she throws as a secondary. Okay. And then her ultimate is the most ridiculous sounding thing you will ever hear. She copies any other character in the game on the opposing team. Uh, becomes a copy of that character. And has, I think it's doubled alt rate charge. 
so that she builds an ult as that character very quickly. Interesting. So imagine fly over Reinhardt shield, copy Reinhardt, fall down, swing, fire, strike, shatter. Gotcha. Right? That sounds cool. Which is cool. It's yeah. very cool. Has some very epic moments, particularly copying tanks, which seems a little powerful when a 200 HP character can become a 600 HP character. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, and generate oh, they get the a tankle, Holy and shit. tanks tank ults are super powerful. Yeah. Uh, they have subsequently figured out how to balance her a little bit mm. in that they reduce some aspects of her damage and made it so when she copies tanks, she only gets uh, like half their health pool or up to 300. Oh, okay. Uh, she also used to full heal when she would untransform. So if she went in at 10 HP, she would still come out at 200. Oh, wow. Which is really good. Yeah. So she could use it to like <laughs> save herself after getting really behind it, enemy lines and then turn into someone. The transformation also has invulnerability frames. Uh-huh. So it's like you could use it as you're about to get hit by a stun. And, you know, yeah, it was kind of nuts. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, so an absurd character was the last character. Uh, and then that uh, was two years ago. That was like two years wow. ago. That's crazy. Uh, so there's a beta coming out later this month, and then uh, in October the full PvP game is coming out. Gotcha. Um, and this is going to be free to play, right? Uh, it is going to be free to play. Uh, free to play with Battle Pass. Right. So. Wait, with Battle Pass? Uh, with Battle Pass. So uh, Battle so you, Pass. You have to buy a Battle Pass in order to play it. No, the Battle Pass only applies to the rewards you get. So uh, uh, a typical Battle Pass in a game will have like. Every third or fourth uh, rank up through your battle pass gives you a, a reward if you are a free uh, person, and yeah. it only gives you certain rewards. And then if you have the battle pass, you get every single tier of reward through the thing. And there's, uh, at least on their battle pass, and it's common on like other battle passes as far as I'm aware, is uh, you'll go through a tier of 10 things that you get, and then you can do another tier of 10 things, another tier of the 10 things, and through the full season, you have 10 of those tiers. So you can earn 100 items or so every battle pass. I see. Um, which is interesting. Gotcha. I think I, I think I prefer that to the whole loot box method. Yeah. yeah although so. it has, At least you kind of know what you're getting yeah. a little bit. To be, to be fair, though, just adding a battle pass does not save a game. No. Right? So, no. Because no. Halo Infinite did that. And it just died. Did it, is Halo Infinite <laughs> dead? Is that is that pretty gone? pretty much? Okay. It, it like it. Is, I would still argue it's the best Halo game that you can play on PC. Yeah, very much so. Can't you right? play all the Halos on PC? Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So it's the yeah. best Halo game. It is, it is the best Halo game. Uh, the best right? Halo game. But it is at least in terms of how it plays. Right, it is built for modern PC gaming. Yeah. Like it's good for high refresh rate. It has low latency. It has all the stuff you expect from a well optimized shooting game that can run on like tons of hardware mm-hmm. but it still feels like halo right yeah which is great but yeah his player numbers just completely tanked yeah. after being really successful at the start because it was also free to play oh. and it had free to play uh free to play multiplayer despite being a 60 dollars campaign game yeah right yeah um and overwatch 2 is very much going to be the same way where there will be pve paid content oh. uh, as well, Neat. Uh, which is supposed to be the majority of the ad to the game, but then all the PvP content is going to be free with cosmetic-only items under Battle Pass. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah so, it is a shame with going back a little bit here, like with Halo Infinite. Like, uh, my sister's boyfriend is, uh, like, he used to play Halo competitively, mm. and he was really into, like, he's like, Infinite is great, but there's just nothing there. Like there's mm-hmm. like the the game is so bare bones right now. Like at, at release, basically, that it's like 
you know, how are, how are we supposed to like really get like big tournaments going? How are we even supposed to do yeah. certain things? He that, just and that's that's yeah. as, as, as and, I understood it from like the way that they did their battle pass was that it wasn't done in like a format where it would be live service and actually provide like funding that actually meant something for the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like, it was so minor what you got out of it, mm -hmm. uh, from my understanding. But. Yeah. Well, because especially in the beginning, you would have to play so, you'd have to win so many games in order to actually like get the experience required to level up, to yeah. get like, a shitty helmet you don't even want. And then you'd go like three more levels and you'd get like uh maybe like a chest guard that you couldn't use or something. Ah, it was mm -hmm. it was not great. Yeah. You did not feel rewarding. Like the, you played the game because it was like fun to play, right? But like yeah. I'm not gonna play Halo competitively. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> uh, uh what about you, Bakri? Any games you're looking forward to? Uh well. Sonic Frontiers, oh, like getting a shit. whole lot of coverage. Um, it's always, I was going to say fun. Fun is not the right word. It's always interesting when ever any sort of Sonic news comes out because all mm -hmm. of a sudden my Twitter timeline is just this mess of like the worst opinions you've ever seen. <laughs> just <laughs> constantly. So it's Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. <laughs> it's Twitter. It's Twitter specifically to make me mad. Like <laughs> that's, that's all it is. And, and they are like, Great news, everybody. We're going to be rolling out Sonic Frontiers updates for all June. And I'm just like, great. I get to do this every few days. The whole month. Um, when does it come out? Is uh, it this year? Holiday this year. Holiday yeah, this year. I, don't, I don't think it has an exact date, but like I would I would guess. So you got like six more months of this? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully they just like finish with the promo this month and then like let it lie for a couple months. I can't take this yeah. that long term. <laughs> Um, I've, I've been fairly excited for Sonic Frontiers, you know, I like the idea of an open world Sonic that seems really interesting. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's good. <laughs> Leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, like, I like the idea of it, and, uh, whenever an open world game happens, people call it a Breath of the Wild clone because it's got, like, grass and trees and things in it, but I don't know, I don't really, I don't really see it personally. Um, I, I yeah. was I would say the like the lighting and stuff looks like uh, like has like Breath of the Wild like elements to mm -hmm. it like it seems like a similar area it it looks like a Sonic level yeah. like I cannot disassociate how much that game looks like Sonic 06 to mm -hmm. me where like the textures just aren't quite to like modern standards yeah you know there's there's been um like newer footage like because the 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 IGN one which got passed around the most like. Um, somebody mentioned that it was an early build and like the, the stuff that we've been seeing from, uh, it was, there was a playable demo of it at, um, some big games conference or something like that last week or something like that. Um, and that, that seemed to be a much more updated one. So like those textures do seem to be like improved a bit, okay. not to the point where I'd say it's like visually stunning or anything. I don't know if I, as much as I love Sonic, I don't know if I'd describe any of the games as visually stunning. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, I Sonic like the art direction, but the Sonic yeah. 06 cutscenes, like the good graphics <laughs> cutscenes. I, I think that's kind of not the point with the with Sonic yeah. games, right? Like, yeah, it's like it's you not what I come to it for. Yeah, I mean, you don't, it's like you don't expect ray tracing in Mario. Like, <laughs> that would be so funny. It's, it's not a thing. Like, it, uh, just like yeah, in that like ecosystem, generally, yeah. Like, we're not talking about a, a PlayStation title, like... Yeah, something that's, like, supposed to, like, sell the, the, consoles. The, not something that's, like, a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
we're not it's like not like a gears of war you know or yeah, where yeah. it's like oh it has to be gritty you know good looking art style in like a particular genre it's like no it just needs to look visually discernible yeah be very playable like have good gameplay and have good characters that's right? what yeah i mean yeah. that's what i'm looking yeah. for like and i'm excited that it seems to be a bit more of a serious story than like we've gotten in in days past like Sonic Forces is about a war, but yet it's, like, really, really goofy because it's, like, a big part of it is making your own super cool original character do not steal and getting to bump fists with Sonic and just discover the power of friendship together or whatever. Um, <laughs> this one seems to be a lot more, like, grounded, which I'm which I'm excited about. Yeah. Sonic's lost some of his memories. He doesn't remember his friends. He's got to get, get them memories back. He so. also, like, th- and this is such a, a big thing for me, it, and, but it seems like... It seems like he can go fast. He also. can. Like, you, there's actually a level-up system, and you gain speed with levels. Like top speed, which, yeah. Which, which is cool. Very appropriate for Sonic. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, and I think I've made this comment to you, I was disappointed in the second Sonic movie that there's no point in that movie where him being fast matters. I would say him being fast matters. Well, I, I, it does, but like he tries to run away from Knuckles in a car. He does try to get away from Knuckles in a car. It makes... There's points in that movie where I'm like, it would be great if the main character was just fast and could do that. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't feel like uh, when you watch like any DC Flash thing where it's like they overuse it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just... I felt like they could have emphasized that he's cool, not just because he's comical. <laughs> my read on that but scene... also because he's fast. <laughs> my read on that scene was just that, that he just got his ass kicked and maybe wasn't after running away. But, yeah. like, you know, I mean, yeah, that a, was a little strange. There's a couple of good slow-mo scenes, right, where he's running around and everything's in slow-mo. But, yeah. like, yeah. it's, it's not, like, emphasized throughout the movie. Yeah. And it, they kind of ignore it in, like, for plot reasons. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because the reason he's in a car is because then you can have tension and exposition. Yeah. Yeah. You can like actually, like, stand and talk to Tails for a minute. Yeah, exactly. That. But, I mean, like, there's still, like, something. And, but that's, like, a totally cinematic reason, not a, like, in Yeah, universe it, it, it fits, it fits so. the making of the movie, and it fits what you want to do with the movie and the characters, but it wouldn't actually happen that way if it was, like... Yeah, realistic from a physical standpoint, or like how <laughs> how you would act as that character if you were that fast. Right? Well, it's like uh, there's but a, a character doesn't have to be logical. So I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. There, there's a movie called uh, Stagecoach that's like one of the first westerns, mm. and it's got I think it's got I don't know if it has John Wayne. Doesn't matter. Um, there is a so basically the plot is they're in a stagecoach. You know, it's got horses at the front, and a bunch of people are going through, and they're going through Native American land, and they're going to get attacked and all this, and they do. And somebody asked uh, like, why didn't the why didn't the Native Americans just shoot the horses? And the director was like. Because then the movie would be over. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, good job. You solved it. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if it's a real clip, but I saw, saw a clip of uh, 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 Tolkien responding to the eagles. Just the, why didn't they just fly the eagles to Mordor thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he actually answered that himself on film. Did he really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that conversation had been going on that long. Yeah, that he actually because Tolkien asked. died in like the nineties. Yeah, he? He, he died a long time ago. Like, I, don't, I don't know when exactly, but maybe I'm getting that wrong. But he, yeah, he's, yeah, he died before like the Lord of the Rings movies were totally, right, totally, right? totally, totally. thing. Yeah, I yeah. you know what hugely popularized it. Although some of us had read it before that point. That was just like such a plot breaking thing. And it's a good example of that where it's like, 
well, yeah, the Eagles flew them out of Mordor. Why couldn't they have just flown to Mordor and the Eagles? And it's like, you could come up with in-world reasons why that would not be possible, but it was never explained. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but apparently that was a thing that was asked of him just by people who had read the books. Without, yeah. like, any movie stuff later, like... I know that was a common sentiment I felt after people saw the movies and like, wait, they could have used the eagles the whole, like, there were eagles, like, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, And if you read the books, like, the eagles were used back in The Hobbit, too, for, like, escaping from the top of a tree as they're being chased by orcs or something. Why didn't they fly the eagles to the mount? Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, (laughs) good good name for it. You guys guys remember the name of the mountain they go to? I don't. Mount Doom. Is it? In Mordor. Mm. But. That's the same mountain? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, in, oh, in, in, in the Hobbit. In the, in the Hobbit. Hobbit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Desolation of Smog. What's the mountain? It's the Mountain of Morn, isn't it? Mm. I think it's the Mountain of Morn. Sure. I'm, I'm... It, it might have been, mine's in Moria were not that thing. No, no. Morin, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that, that's a different thing? Moria and Morin, are those different mountains? I think they're different. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember that. I'm I'm leaning into my answer. (laughs) And if I'm wrong, post in the comments below about how I'm right. Guys, sound off in the comments about it. Let's do a Tolkien scholar. Let us know. I I read The Hobbit a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, same. I was in like fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. It was like similar for me. And you can't pick up anything from those movies because those movies sucked. Oh, The Hobbit movies? I never saw The Hobbit movies. They're okay if you can ignore, like, the silly CGI antics. Yeah. Mostly, but that was, like, a lot of the movies, no matter which one you watched. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just uh, so fucking long, too, for how, yeah. like, boring they are. Like, I like that video of ben- Bernadette, Bern- ben- Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm not even trying to fuck up his name as a comedic thing. I just can't say the word Benedict for some reason. <laughs> um, I like that video of Benedict Cumberbatch, like, crawling around in the in the mocap suit being yeah. smog. That was really good. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen any of the movies, but I saw that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I, too, like Benedict Cumbersnatch. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was good as Smaug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it went on too long because everything <laughs> in those fucking movies do. Yeah. It's, a, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't think he has done a bad thing that I'm aware of in terms I, of, like, I didn't care acting. for Sherlock, personally. Like, I, anything about it. Oh. I, I like his portrayal of Sherlock. Oh, okay. Like, the, the way he acted, I thought was good. Yeah. The, yeah, it's like a, a lot of my problems with it weren't, the, like, his choices, you know? Like, mm-hmm. him doing the mental computer thing was really silly, I thought. But, like, that's he, he didn't... I'm sure he didn't come up with that, you know? Yeah. yeah. The My experience with, like, seasons one of two in Sherlock and then watching the H-Bomber guy video is, like, <laughs> a lot of it seems to really come down to writing. Yeah. Like, for the tissues. Yeah. Can't blame him for that. Yeah. Which yeah. Feel, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's done a lot of good stuff, and obviously they got like Marvel cast and whatever. But <laughs> oh no, I'm hitting recording again. We got some, we got some background music, uh, courtesy of the next door neighbor. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not too audible. Yeah, we'll put him in the credits. Uh, <laughs> Sound off in the comments if you dig this song. I don't know what song or, it is. Or if you're our neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> guys, if you're a neighbor, sound off in the comments. <laughs> Make sure to hit that like, hit the bell, so you can get all the Battle School Dropouts updates. Uh, um, going going back a step too, because I uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about like Sonic Frontier oh, okay. and all that. I'm actually like kind of excited for that game in oh, a weird extremely way. Extremely excited. Like I I wasn't too jazzed about the combat, but like my biggest grief with game like Breath of the Wild or whatever mm-hmm. is that I always feel really slow in those games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like seeing Sonic just bolt through those areas, I'm like. 
That's kind of all. I, like, if I could do that in Breath of the Wild, like if I could be that fast, I think I would have beaten that game already. Yeah, like, I would have totally. really enjoyed it. Yeah. When you when you add movement speed to like any open world or MMO or anything like that, it suddenly becomes so much more enjoyable to get around. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like it feels rewarding to earn the thing that makes you do everything else faster. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Like when in GTA, when you get a fast car, that is like a really good feeling yeah. like versus like there's also like another weird thing that i found like uh, i was playing just cause and i got in an airplane and i was flying from like one island to another so i was going technically incredibly fast yeah did not feel like it at all yeah you know totally kind of feels the same way with uh Breath of the Wild when you're on the horse sometimes. Like, yeah. I can tell I'm covering a lot of ground, but God, that thing I'm headed to is still so far away, you know? I know. Yeah. Um, or, or even, like, when you're just, uh, like, taking the glider, like, kind of headed somewhere. Like, it feels like it's going to go slow. My, my, my take on the Sonic combat is, like, nothing I've seen from the clips that we've, like, we've watched has been, like, super exciting. Like, him fighting the enemies is like, well, okay, he's, he's got a few different moves. But, one, he has a parry. Two, he has bullet, like, witch time. Three, apparently the load screens are like Bayonetta where the load screen is a training mode thing. Oh, and that's really, <laughs> and I think that is so fucking sick. Um, also, the, the other thing, in the beginning of Sonic CD, there's an animated, like an anime uh, cinematic of Sonic basically like, you know, covering a lot of ground running from uh, like wherever he's starting out to, to the uh, obvious Death Star knockoff that, that Dr. Robotnik has created. And like the the image of him, like just kind of like, darting through all these trees and like doing all these sick tricks and shit like that like you know on his way to somewhere I always thought was like really cool and sort of like the the character fantasy that they're trying to sell with Sonic in general mm -hmm. and this feels like the closest execution of that so far yeah 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 and every people who've played the demo like seem to really like it like they, they said that the combat or the the um like just the controls were really tight and stuff like that and the levels were fun so I'm excited. It, this could actually be a good Sonic game. Yeah, wouldn't that be so, like not even like ironically or like it's good for like a Sonic game, but like actually like fun to play. Yeah, you know. And then a couple of these fucking Sonic YouTubers will make some videos saying that it's good, and then everybody on Twitter will shut the fuck up about it. And just be, <laughs> be so happy. I'm, I'm sure that will happen. Yeah, yeah. There, there will not be anyone mad on Twitter. No, they'll go back to shitting on forces or something <laughs> like that. You know, it'll be this whole different culture war type of thing. Sonic fans are very easily impressionable. Like, I'm a Sonic fan. I don't know why Twitter thinks I want to hear from other Sonic fans. That's like the last thing yeah. I want to do ever. But well, Twitter's algorithm is there to make you mad, so they know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> I almost muted the word Sonic, like, is, is how wow. bad it got. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, I can't do that. What am I going to fucking... Well, half of my timeline will be muted at that point. <laughs> if like, anything, you need to do that just to avoid spoilers that you would want to otherwise naturally discover. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for any coverage of the game, you know. Yeah. It was, yeah, so I'm excited this uh, this yeah. holiday season. I just want I want to bring up before we move on or anything. Mm. Also, um, I'm really excited for Callisto Protocol. Oh, that looks neat. Yeah, it's actually made by the same like or similar team that made Dead Space. Yeah. Oh, um, like uh, Bernadette showed it, like where was she was like yeah this really looks a lot like Dead Space. I'm like yeah this looks like identical to Dead Space. And then like, I look it up and like one of the guys who's like founded the development team is like the director from Dead Space. Oh, Dead Space too. So I'm like, oh yeah. Like, and it's, it's wild. Like they're just making a game that looks identical to Dead Space. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I don't even care how, how like not original that is technically, yeah. you know? Great, good. I, I, that's what's missing in my life is <laughs> <laughs> new Dead Space. Yeah. That's perfect. I've been yeah. getting, I've been getting the Callisto effect confused with Cali or no, Callisto, 
Callisto Protocol? Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol. Yeah. I've been getting that confused with the Caligula effect constantly, which is like an anime sci-fi game. Oh. Uh, I don't really know what you do in it. I've never heard of that one, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I guess kind of happens. Similar, I think it's called Caligula effect. Similarly weird first C-letter word names, I guess. Yeah, it's like C-A-L-I yeah. something, you know? I mean, I, yeah, because yeah. I don't have a fucking clue what a Callisto is. Um, the, uh, it was uh, a, a goddess in the Odyssey. Pretty sure. Oh, she mm -hmm. seduces Odysseus and keeps her on his. It keeps him on her island for like ten years or something like that. That sounds right. He's trying to get home to his wife, and then and then she just throws a throws a wrench and all that. If it wasn't in the Troy movie, or is that didn't Calypso? Happen. Calypso. That's Calypso. Calypso. God yeah. damn it. Then I don't know what Callisto is. Never mind that. <laughs> Fuck. That's really close. All right, they knew what they were doing. Everything sounded right, and then I'm like, wait, wasn't there someone named Calypso? Yeah. You're totally right. It's Calypso. <laughs> I've, I've gotten those confused for years and years at this point. Yeah, like since, since Odyssey I was a child. is the few one of those things that I've read. Oh, okay, okay yeah. like style. So I read the I read the Wishbone version. So oh, okay, yeah, nice. And I saw the so. So there were, I read a lot of. You see the weird face I'm giving you right <laughs> yes. now. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of there was a lot of Wishbone books that I read as a child. Like the dog. Uh, yeah, like yeah. the dog. Yeah, the little Jack yeah, Russell yeah. Terrier. But there's. Um, I thought he was just on TV. There was no, no. They had a whole book series. So there were there were Wishbone books, which were just like Wishbone brand retellings of classic literature. So you had like so the main character was not a dog in those. So like they had the Red Badge, Red Badge of Courage. They had Huckleberry Finn. They had the the Odyssey. Whole bunch oh, of okay. yeah, like those classic books that was just like a retelling or reprinting of it like for kids yeah like it was dumbed down a little bit i think you know the odyssey certainly was i don't know about the others because I've, I've only read the wishbone version of huckleberry finn um and the red badge of courage for that matter and frankenstein and a lot of other classic mm -hmm. books um there were other ones however that were actually like wishbone versions so like there was beowulf but it was be a wolf and in this it is the story of beowulf but Beowulf himself is a Jack Russell Terrier, and everybody just acts like that's normal. <laughs> Nobody else is. It's just him. So, like, he, he like, bites Grendel's arm off instead of cutting it with a sword because that's, mm. he's a dog. That's what he does. Uh, stuff like that. Read a lot of Wishbone books in my time. That's The Odyssey was one of them. That's great. Yeah, but that's... he wasn't a dog in that one. That's such a, like, I feel like such heavy material for kids. Like, it's cool to get them interested in, like... Uh... It, but it just makes me feel like um, there's like when it, like I, I found like a children's book of the story of like uh, from the Bible. Uh, I think it's like Samson and Delilah, where sure. like Samson just like kills hella people throughout that story. <laughs> and it's like weird trying to find like reading this kid's story that's like trying to kind of like well we got to talk about how he killed these people and he did it like really violently. But, like, we got to tell this story anyway, so it's like, oh, uh, yeah, and then he just whacked these guys. Yeah. To death. Even ignoring, like, whatever Bible stories, right? So, like, Samson and Delilah. Children's stories are, like, historically not, at least in their original forms, very dark. Yeah. Very, very dark. Very grim dark. Yes. Yeah. And the, the versions we may have grown up with were also, like, lighter versions of oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And we have a ton of that, but, like, Hansel and Gretel is, like, Horrifying its original version. Uh, Little Red Riding Hood is too. Yeah, like, Cinderella, uh, Snow White, all those. Yeah, yeah, all of them are like they're they're beautified now and they're like nice tales. But, yeah, like, <laughs> Disney yassified Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're, there's just something that like they're supposed to be tales that are supposed to scare kids into acting right. Yeah, like that's their original form. Totally. You know? But okay, like the boogeyman, like literally the idea of the boogeyman. 
There was a there was a, a Christian anime series I watched about a time traveling dog and his owner trying to catch him. Hurt? No, the dog was a hurt. Um, owner, his next door neighbor, and a talking robot. They travel through Bible times, uh, and they did actually they did actually do an episode on on Samson. And I think in that he just like he beats up a bunch of guys, and he just kind of does the Captain America like over exaggerated punch, and then they like get knocked over, and they're like, oh, that hurt. Oh, I'm not gonna get back up, and that's that's just how they handle yeah. that story. You know? <laughs> My uh, my grandma, when I was like a like a little kid, would tell me the story of like the three little pigs. Mm. But she would end the story every time, and I think she, and she knew she did it because it got a rise out of us. But she uh, she would end the story every time with the pig would build the brick house, and then the wolf would still get in there and eat the pig, <laughs> and it would upset us. I'd be like, "That's so terrible." I don't know if that's how it actually ends, but like. I can't imagine that did it because that kind of defeats the whole purpose of the story. If you work really hard, you'll still get yeah. murdered by a wolf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> preparing doesn't matter. We all die in the end. <laughs> still a good life lessons, just a different one than maybe most kids. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure in the versions I heard, like the pig is happy at the end. But in the in the that version, might, that it, might also be like as I talked about the the more modern retelling where it's like there's a positive message about yeah. preparation and you know, but. Yeah. The original version might just be that disappointing. Yeah, like maybe this is why I procrastinate about everything. Like, well, it doesn't matter. We, I'm going to get eaten by a wolf. In the in the version I grew up with, like when the when the straw house pig's house got bur- like blown down, he didn't get eaten. He just ran into the the stick pig's house, right. and then that one got burned down or blown down. They all ran into the brick pig's house. And then the wolf couldn't blow it down, so he tried to climb in through the chimney. And then they realized that he was doing this, and they started a fire. And then I think he just died in it. He just yeah. died. Yeah. He died. He gets stuck alive. in the chimney. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like the nicest out, version that still has murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he does die a miserable death. I yeah. think. Yeah. Or maybe pretty quick, like all that carbon monoxide. You're in like this kind of sealed there. You just kind of. I really want to see like the the NRA version of that, where it's just like. <laughs> You get to the the brick house and the pig just pulls a shotgun and kills yeah. the wolf, you know, like. And the third pig got his gun license. Yeah, so he was licensed to carry a AR fifteen. He just shot the shit out of the wolf the second he shut up. The first pig that lib cut just <laughs> went with some sticks and didn't have a gun at all. With his pronoun, he built a house out of pronouns. <laughs> you see that? Vegan, you see that vegan shit in the fridge? <laughs> Ignoring the fact that pigs are vegan. The second, second pig built his house out of tofu and <laughs> blue hair dye. <laughs> oh my god. Guess, you could still end that story with like someone showing up and shooting the pig and making bacon. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you should. I think it's your moral yeah. imperative to do uh, it. Well, I think the wolf could definitely be a bad guy with a gun. Yeah. So. Yeah. so. Holy shit, that was good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, well, you guys want to talk about the uh, the anime we just watched? Let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna try to do this more often. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast up to this point, um, we're on YouTube. You can like there, subscribe if that's your your jam, and. Uh, if you're watching this on Spotify or anything else, you know, you can add it to your podcast feeds and all that jazz. Trying to do slightly earlier self-promotion. <laughs> but, yeah, if you like this podcast, you know, keep up with it. We're going to yeah. try to post more often these days. Yeah. So. Uh, but, yeah, let's get into it. We watched uh, 
<laughs> we did not watch the really cute and fun-looking uh, Humanity Has Declined. We watched the incredibly horny Golden Boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Andy, you want to give us like a, like a quick breakdown of what the show is about? So at a very basic level, it's a very short series. It aired in 1995. It's in kind of the older animation style that you would see in something like a great teacher, Onizuka. And it's in that brand of humor, too, uh, I would say. Uh, it is adult. It's very classi- adult. classified as seinen, which is like meant for men in their 20s, like broadly speaking. Uh, it is etchy, has like etchy vibes to the whole thing for yeah. sure some weird behaviors by the main character but essentially it's a story about a guy who is uh, a highly successful driven person but only about learning yeah <laughs> effectively right and he just cares about learning things that are interesting to him at any given moment the tagline on the episodes you know going out every time is uh he was uh, very successful at university and completed all his coursework, but never graduated. Yeah. He just took off on a road trip on his bicycle and started working odd jobs. Yeah. And the series follows him in six such odd jobs, one in each episode where he's doing various tasks, usually very poorly and (laughs) harassing women. Uh, But in the end, he always turns it in his favor and walks out having done something very impressive and having the girl longing after him. Yeah. Yeah, so that is that is the best way I can. Uh, <laughs> that's the best way I can summarize it. I would, yeah, no, I think that's really good. Yeah, I think I knew but forgot how horny this show <laughs> was because, and I, I and I could totally agree or like see myself like what you were like what you were saying at the beginning of the podcast with giving it two and a half stars. This is totally a watch with the boys show. Kind of, you know? yeah. Like I could like if you put this on at like Fanime like during one of like the the hentai hours or something like if you put on the first episode I think it would totally be a hit. Oh, this would kill, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, um, I've seen like this is this has kind of gained like a weird um, like position of cultural relevance on the internet today. I think like I've seen a lot of like so many, especially of the women design like as outdated as some of this show's views on sex are. It has some really, really, really great character designs, like particularly <laughs> in the women that 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 uh, Golden Boy Kintaro is is lusting after. Um, I've seen so many of them as like Twitter avatars and just like you know in various clips and pictures and stuff like that. Like, and not only enjoyed by men, surprisingly enough. Like, mm-hmm. there there's there's a weird like it's it seems like even though so much of it is like you know. Er, problematic you know by today's standards like it has it is people do still have sort of a fondness for it if the main character was a real person they would be being canceled oh sure yeah yeah like if not worse he should get his ass if that was a real person he should get his ass beat for sure but But, like in the context of like oh this is a fun fictional thing like he's he's oddly likable when he's not rubbing his face on toilets yeah, which he does a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, almost every episode. Almost, almost every. I think one he does not. He doesn't in the in the noodles episode. I, I think that's the noodles. only one. He might not do it in another one, but uh, uh, does he do it in the swimming episode? He does. That's the one that's like no wait. Yeah, I think he, he, I think so. He, I don't recall. Wait, I, I want to say he doesn't because he doesn't Maybe get he doesn't. caught doing it, and he always got caught doing it. That's yeah. true. So, that's, I don't yeah. remember anyone in that from catching him. That's a... <laughs> so, 
It's a weird one out of context. Yeah, this man loves toilets. He doesn't, he, he starts... He loves the idea of women sitting on toilets. <laughs> and somehow him being close to said toilet makes that not inherently gross. Also, <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah, he like drinks from the bidet and stuff. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, yeah. honestly. It's very transitive property kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. If you took that out, he would be a much more likable character that you could relate to, Yeah, uh, I think. There's, <laughs> I, I think that's part of his like terrible charm, though, kinda. is that he is like such a... like. I don't want to say irredeemable, but like that he's such a massive pervert. Yeah. Like yeah. that he's not just like, ooh, I love boobies, but like he is actively weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's super weird, but in a way that he like it he's he himself is totally comfortable with. You know, like yeah. I, I compared him to Johnny Bravo before, but like, you know, Johnny Bravo like kind of begins and ends at his like horrible attempts at wooing women and like Kintaro by comparison has like has more to him than that. Like yeah, he is, like, just hopelessly horny, like, at all times. But, like, he does take the time to learn from the women he's lusting after a lot of the time. Like, you know, he does, in a way, like, at times at least, treat them like they are more than, like, you know, just their bodies. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, like, always leaves a, a positive impression, even though that, like, feels very much like wish for fulfillment yeah, does, to the audience, you know? He does all approach them for their character in addition to everything else. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, he does genuinely take an interest in, like, the swimming classes or the computer lab or, like, any of the places that he works, which is where he almost yeah. indefinitely, like, or uh, invariably he, falls in, like, for these people. Even the most know. psychological one, like, he was inherently trying to, like, understand her. Yeah, right? totally. So, yeah. you know, so, like, he, figure out her daddy issues. Yeah, But, yeah. like, not actually take advantage of it. Yeah. Right? So, a, like, there's some noble qualities that are implied despite all his, like, egregious behavior that we see animated with, like, ridiculous faces, right? <laughs> totally. There is a part uh, of him that does care, you know? Yeah. That, it, that inherently cares and does the right thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, at some fundamental level. Yeah. Um, I, I think it helps, too, that there, with maybe, like, a couple exceptions that I can really think of, like, it's... I mean, this this is such a low bar, but, like, that, that keeps the show kind of fun and, like, enjoyable to watch with people is that he is, he's also not, like, constantly, like, groping people yeah. or, like, being, like, kind of your more typical anime pervert. He's kind of just being weird, but usually he's pretty hands-off with the women. He's very, yeah. Yeah. And, in, in fact, like, you know, pretty much invariably they always end up attracted to him by the end of it and he takes off before like that even you know knowing that it's a possibility knowing that like oh yeah this person wants to sleep with me but i got another town to get to you know yeah yeah and there i mean there are a couple instances of very intentional groping yeah he's like taking advantage of a situation but like in some cases it's the women doing it to him too yeah <laughs> so uh, it's i think those things are the most egregious pieces but um most of the time, it's done in a relatively respectful manner where it's leering or, like, looking at, but not actually doing creating any kind of action. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that's heavily implied in, like, an overly comical style. Yeah. So it's meant to be taken as silly. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be... Uh, it would be much more creepy if it was always realistically drawn and not with, like, <laughs> comically hard-lined faces when he's, like, being really serious about being perverted. <laughs> kind of funny like where the art style switches from completely cartoony to like 
uh, Aka D or uh, Initial D hardline drawn faces with <laughs> like shadow lines on them and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's one of the great things about this show is like the different style. Like for how horny this show is, it is way too well animated. Yeah. Like, they, like they, and they just, they jump from like one cinematic style to another, to another. It's like you're watching like eight different anime genres all around this just horny pervert man. Yeah, totally. And it makes a lot of sense with kind of the way that they approached the last episode too, because his last job job is at an animation studio. Quite so. Yeah. And like kind of hilariously, they put in Almost just like painted over photographs from their like actual studio of how messy it is and stuff like that, which yeah. is great. That's great joke, by the way, is just putting in their real animation like studio desk yeah. <laughs> to show how messy they are. Yeah, especially he's like, oh, this is but, so disgusting. And it's just a photo of their studio. Yeah, it, it's like kind of artistically, but it, it is pretty much just a photo of like someone's ramen almost spilling out on a desk and like just completely covered in crap. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which is great. But, you know, obviously that last episode, a lot of it was about like the animation process, you know, different like tricks of the day from 1995, which is not how animation is done anymore. So yeah. kind of learn a couple of things here or there watching it. Uh, if you don't know how it, uh, animation used to be made. Uh, and uh, it follows through the animation process and it's kind of almost like an outlet for some of the animators working on this to like show their working conditions and, <laughs> yeah. and, and actually like show some of the reason that maybe they even got on board with this project, which is that, you know, it delved into these like different kinds of art style and switching between comical and serious and uh, different kind of ways of drawing characters and varied character design. And uh, you know, the, the team that's going to do that, like doing a little bit of self insertion and talking about the process, like that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So do, should we go like episode by episode and just kind of give our general thoughts yep. on them? Yeah. Um, so first episode is the one where he works in a uh, programming office. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Like after getting almost getting hit or getting hit by a car, he uh, ends up working for this lady who um, works at a programming office. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I studied program. I, I love the part where he's like, I studied programming and it cuts to him and it's, he's got a book on a table and he's like made a, a keyboard, like just by drawing it on a piece of paper and he's like pretending to code. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he actually like sees their program. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like when he gives the whole speech, like, you know, like I've been studying programming just for this job. Give me a chance. And he sits down at the computer. He's like, I don't, I don't know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of iconic like scenes from this, like the, um, I can't remember anyone's names besides his, but like the blonde lady like spits at him and he like catches it in his mouth very excitedly. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Very, very unique moments. But, totally. Like, I, I, the first episode most encapsulates like what you expect in the show. Yeah. Which, uh, is him at the beginning kind of running into uh, and in this case, not actually getting his job that way, but running into the person that is eventually related to their job, mm -hmm. uh, the main titular woman, literally and figuratively. Uh, <laughs> and, and she's the most like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would say. See what you did there. Yeah. See what you did there. Uh, and she's the most ridiculously drawn of any of the main female characters, I think. By quite a margin. Yeah, yeah I would say so. Yeah. So... Bike curl gives her a run for her money. Motorcycle lady's a close second, I think, but like yeah, but in terms of what like she normally wears in the show yeah. and like how absurd it is for the place that she works, 
Like the bike girl doing her own thing. We'll get to it later, but like, oh yeah, that's does. very much a her escape thing where people don't even know that she does it. But like, this woman just shows up into the office with a V neck that goes all the way down <laughs> to her, yeah. like below her belly button. Is like what? At one yeah. point, she's wearing like a denim jacket with literally nothing underneath, and it's open. Like you can't see her breasts, but like you know, just just about every like. Everything else, you just kind of see her bare torso. You know yeah. what I mean? But she's yeah. a very successful businesswoman. She's a so. CEO. She can wear. Who's going to stop her? A yeah. CEO and a programmer herself. Yeah, you know? like a working CEO. Yeah. You don't see that in <laughs> anime. Oh, it's so. a small company. You know. I, I think one of my favorite, like, I don't. One of my favorite bits from this episode is how every time she like moves or yells or something, like her boobs move for like way too long. And like yeah. other characters, like their boobs move, but like hers are like alive. Yeah, like they are it's just like, like they are struggling to break free. They are yeah. trying to leave. It, it's like the jiggle physics are turned up and gravity is turned off. Yeah, and they just kind of go whatever direction and. Bounce around a little too long. Yeah, yeah like, like uncomfortably long for how they animate everyone else. <laughs> yeah, well, because it, it, it's like they like the like the whole bit is that they just they move for like too long and like they don't bring it up, but like there are just shots where like I swear like like people have stopped talking and they're still like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, flailing around. You gotta fill time somewhere. Yeah. One of, the, one of yeah. those scenes probably went on for like three minutes and we just didn't notice. Yeah. yeah. Could be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this was like the introduction to the show, and I think I think like if if you were having like a like a weird anime night or something like that, or you wanted to do your own like uh, hentai night or something, and you wanted something kind of tame for people, yeah, I think this is like such a good like you put on this episode, and you're if you watch nothing else like with a, with a group, like watch this one episode because it's yeah. so ridiculous. Totally. Well, and I think we've kind of like we skipped over a critical thing that happens in these episodes is he always redeems himself. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. So at, at the end, like he, he had done something horrible. He destroyed a project that they're working on. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the end, he rewrites all their software on his own without them knowing just from the notes he took while he was observing them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you realize this guy is very eccentric and a genius. Yeah. <laughs> it's a combination of things where it's like, he's very weird, he's very pervy, but he is a genius somewhere under all that, and you never know what he's going to be capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of are left with this feeling of, like, wondering what weird thing he's going to be able to do next. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that, that kind of, like, self-assured confidence is something that, like, makes him a lot more appealing to the audience. Like, you know, he's, the by the text of the show, he's somebody who, like, left a very prestigious university, like their law program at the top of his class before he graduated, right before he graduated. Like this is somebody who has never questions his own decisions. And he's always like very earnest about like what he's doing yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, at that moment it was like, Oh, okay. He's not just, just an idiot. And he's not just detrimentally horny though. He is kind of both of those things. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. both of those things. Like his, he has many facets of his character. Yeah. And one of them is being, a genius at whatever he chooses to learn. Yeah. That is like a, a critical thing. And if he didn't have that, he wouldn't be a redeemable character. Totally. Right? Yeah. Uh, for what, uh, at least how the series treats him. Yeah. So. Like he fucks up, but he always makes it right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think that gives the show sort of, a, it, it keeps it light. That yeah. it never like, he, he just blows everything up and fucks everything up and then just like jets before people. <laughs> like he's never leaving because people are chasing him out of town necessarily. Yeah. Like he's, like he's always kind of leaving and like people are like, 
ah, oh, don't go, or oh, I can't wait to see you again in the yeah. future, you know? Yeah. It does, it does happen one time, but he had different redemption in that. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you talk about the, the, the mayor guy? Like, yeah, that's the political leave episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, we can get into that episode unless anybody's got yeah. anything else. So episode two is the political episode. He's working for a very corrupt political campaign. <laughs> yeah, and ties to the Yakuza and all that. Ties you know. to the Yakuza. They're putting like 10,000 yen notes in coupon books as, a way, of, as, yeah. a, as a way of buying votes. But yeah. the populace doesn't care. The whole city's apparently been corrupt for generations because this guy's family has been the leading politicians for generations. That's just how the game is played, baby. That's how the game is played. And yeah. He just is, you know, doing the political game as his odd job, just working on the campaign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a really great moment where he's like, ah, oh, this is such a corrupt version of the electoral process and da 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 da. And then one of the Yakuza guys is like, if we win this campaign, I'm taking everybody to the red light district. <laughs> Cut to like him being like, yeah! <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> the, him being horny trumps his ethics, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And ultimately, like, him wanting to learn anything also trumps his ethics. Also true, yeah. Which is probably, like, how he got into that gig to begin with. Because that, like that one wasn't quite covered. He just, like, we started with him already working there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That and the noodle one, he's, like, already there when the episode starts. You know, yeah. that was mm -hmm. easy enough to assume why he started working at a noodle place. You know? Yeah. yeah. We've gotten jobs at restaurants before. You know how it goes. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so he, he, he ends up... Falling for the uh, mayoral candidate's uh, high school-aged daughter named Naoko. And it wouldn't be an episode of Battle School Dropouts if we didn't talk about an adult man lusting after a high schooler. He is All very right. explicitly 25 years old, and she is very explicitly in high school. Yes. <laughs> and I know 1995 is a long time ago, and the conventions have changed since then. As if we need to point it out, not cool. <laughs> don't do that not no in she is a sadist which doesn't justify anything <laughs> yeah it doesn't but but it is the only reason that i think he got involved in anything with her was her taking advantage of one of his weaknesses yeah right <laughs> yeah very true uh, to, to, to try to like exert this power that uh you know and it, we ultimately come to find out some more stuff about kind of her psyche is what's going on, but mm -hmm. uh, it's ultimately her like trying to exploit a weakness of uh, his and him realizing her own weakness and somewhat helping her with it yeah. or realize it or herself yeah. uh, yeah. by giving her like a, an outlet, I guess. I don't know. Like it's, it's very weird how it all mind games together when you realize that he was, he knew what she was doing the whole time, but didn't take advantage of her. Yeah. 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 Cause her whole thing is she's trying to like dominate him basically by yeah. like, she knows he's a horny bastard. So I'm going to just be, I'm going to tease this guy or whatever. And yeah. Then, but in the end she's like, Oh, I don't want to live in the shadow of my father and just have that power. And yeah. All that stuff. She's yeah. got like sort of a caged bird syndrome where like she's treated very well by the people around her, but also like, protected to the point where she doesn't really get to live a life of her own and she kind of takes that out on the people surrounding her father by like getting them in trouble with them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. getting any random guy beaten up like you know like trying to end the episode on like fake attack allegations right? yeah. Uh, yeah that coming out that like you know he he ended up defending her 
by taking the blame on himself, even though he knew what she was doing. Yeah, right. Right. So, yeah, that kind of noble redeeming quality that he always gets somehow. Yeah. And in that one, he had like nothing to accomplish, right? Like, what was his goal in doing anything with her? Yeah. Because fundamentally, he was not trying to take advantage of her, even though he... He was extremely attracted to her. He was extremely attracted to her, but he didn't want to take advantage of her. In so far as one (laughs) could not take advantage of a high school girl as a a grown adult. Um, Yeah. yeah. Just, I guess his reward was being in her presence, right? (laughs) I guess. Because, like... Well, it's, it's kind of like he doesn't like to fuck, is his Kinda, whole thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he doesn't want to have sex. He just wants to, like, ogle, be ogled at, or ogle at women, and right. also um, be stepped on. Like, that <laughs> yeah. seems to be his jam. Yeah. Or, or have, you know, someone spit in his mouth, or, you know. You know yeah. 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 Or whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a lot of weird stuff, but, like, explicitly never sex directly. Yeah. Although he talks about it a lot. He does. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of boner in this show. There's a lot of boner in this show and him making euphemisms about his boner going in places I don't or know explicitly if saying, it, saying it. I don't know if I've ever heard the concept of an orgasm stated in another anime before. Or at least one that was made for TV and not like, you know, a hentai. Mm. Yeah. Or that's so explicit about sex. Yeah. I, and I think this was like an OVA or whatever. It, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, there's there's that really there's that really funny part in this episode where he's talking about how soft the girl's hand is. He's <laughs> yeah. like, if only my hand was my penis, and then his <laughs> hand transforms into a penis. Um, very dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, still weird that it's a high schooler, but it's a good episode. Yeah. Like if you forget that one detail, great. You know, different times. Yeah. I'm sure if they were to redo Golden Boy today, they probably would have made a different choice. Yeah. yeah, when we get the, like the live action American version of Golden Boy, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll change things up. Exactly. When Battle yeah. School Dropouts produces, when we it. direct it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if anybody else has anything else. We can move on to episode three. Um, yeah, I think I'm all set. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm good. Three is uh, three is the least horny of the episode. Still a bit horny. A little bit, but a little bit horny. But I don't think he ever does like the horny face in like a really bad way well and he never does it to the the girl of this episode the noodle shop owner's yeah, daughter the, the, the nice, that i can remember the nice wholesome girl right and yeah he's like is ultimately in this episode the redeeming qualities is like he's protecting her innocence right? yeah uh but the way that that comes about is you know he's just working at a ramen shop noriko right? or sorry not even a ramen shop, right. a, a yeah. soba a soba shop right uh udon, udon. udon, udon yeah. that's right uh cutting udon noodles and yeah. preparing them and whatnot because the owner got hit by a car mm-hmm. which kind of had his arm broken got his arm completely shattered <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flattened uh, even it's fine after a week yeah, yeah yeah he's you know wear a cast for a couple weeks are good yeah yeah and it's a very very like normal almost slice of life show yeah. Uh, up until you have like the bad actor show up, right? Yeah. The uh, the young suitor who's trying to uh, you know uh, uh, come after the, the the daughter of the uh, the, the the shop owner uh, for you know initially you think just because he's interested in her or grew up in the neighborhood or you can't tell like yeah. he's familiar with the shop and familiar with them seems like a, like uh, something of a family friend right? a little too yeah. full of himself right you know oh just showing up because we just bought a building over here with my business you yeah know? like uh 
very, very full of himself, very confident. Uh, but it quickly becomes apparent that he's like Yakuza related and mm-hmm. is just trying to uh, trying to get into a marriage contract with her so that they can off the father and get the shop and open a bar. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, so his yeah his ultimate plan is he's going to marry the girl, kill the dad, inherit the shop, turn it into a bar. Yeah, yeah. So he's and then divorce so the, the girl. And then divorce, yeah, divorce the wholesome girl. Yeah. Yeah, which is, like, a very fucked up thing to do. But I imagine, like, Yakuza marriage stuff, sometimes, like, they intentionally use any legal method to do things, including marriage, probably. Sure. But... uh, From what I've learned from... It's not an angle I've seen before, but, you know, our our character, our main character here, uh, discovers this plot. Uh, I don't even remember how he found the guy's car. Did he just run into him? He, uh, I was ordering a pizza during this episode. Yeah. He sees him uh, in in a, a red light district. He follows he, the guy's car. Oh, yeah. He I sees think. him in the, uh, the red light district first. Yeah. yeah. He gets, like, a bad feeling from him. He follows him, then sees him, like, enter the red light district with another woman, and, like, he's totally yakers it out. He's and, got the... Thank God he's such a pervert and was just walking around the red light district himself. You know? <laughs> well, no, he follows the car there from the restaurant. He wasn't there intentionally. Uh, or he wasn't there for other purposes. Oh, he hides okay. in a garbage can and hears the conversation. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the part where the Yakuza guy divulges the plan and uh, then uh, the main character, like uh, our golden boy, is like, you know, he's like, hey, please don't do that. And he's like, were you standing out there listening as we talked? He's like, no, I was sitting. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, yeah, he, he's he's like a genius, but like dumb in conversation yeah. a lot of the time, which I, I really like. Yeah, it's he's a fun not, character. Totally. He, he's not street smart. In the way that you would think of street smart, yeah, but clever, but not not like I in that situation it doesn't feel like he's trying to be clever with the guy. It just feels like he's trying to be literal with the guy. In in that yeah. in that scene, it feels like kind of like he's he's sort of got this own his own like code of ethics that he's sticking to. Like before he tries anything underhanded, before he goes and talks to Noriko, he like. You know, just talks to the guy straight up, like, hey, don't do that bad thing you're tra- you're planning on doing. Noriko's yeah. a really nice lady, and her dad's really nice, too. They don't deserve this. Like, don't do it. Yeah. yeah. And then when the guy kicks the shit out of him and says, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway, then he, you know, proceeds with his next plan of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I there's the, the part later where, like, uh, the Yakuza guy is trying to press uh, Wholesome Girl into uh, into marrying her. <laughs> and uh, he's like, he's like... Um, Making her really uncomfortable at like the horse race yeah. track or whatever. He's, he's groping real hard. Yeah, undoing buttons, undoing zippers, and I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so great when um, the main character is like, so like the Yakuza guy unbuttons the girl's shirt and then he like rebuttons them. He's like, wait, I thought I did these yeah. buttons. He's, he's like hiding off to the side, unseen somehow. Yeah, like definitely a stealth one hundred like moment for this whole scene, which I don't understand still. Uh, <laughs> But it uh, goes from un- undoing the uh, undoing the buttons to undoing the zipper and then holding hands and it somehow devolves into the Yakuza guy directly kissing him in front of her. Kissing the hell out of him. Kissing the hell out of him. And neither... It, the main character being the only one that's aware of this. Yeah. yeah. The Yakuza guy doesn't notice. The girl doesn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just hides back in a mascot costume and... The Yakuza guy thinks he got away with, like, 
tricking this young impressionable girl into marrying him by groping and kissing her. Well, I, I love the kiss too because it's like he's like, here's my patented like corkscrew kiss attack, yeah. and he like grabs his head and just starts like shaking it back and forth <laughs> while they're kissing. I'm like, I can't think of a worse thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Takes years of practice, you know. Yeah. Not just anybody can do it. Um, yeah. Um finish with the day. Oh, and then afterwards, like even though he has he has done a lot to like you know save Noriko from her uh, this guy's advances, like she is not aware of exactly like his intentions or anything. She just thinks he's being really forward. Um, and then he Kintaro like offhandedly mentions like calls the guy a pervert, which you know glass houses, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then she gets really mad and like stomps off. And like that, the the relationship is like really injured because of that. Even though he's like acting in her uh, her interest. Yeah, and like eventually he's the Yakuza guy spills the beans, and oh no, wholesome girl was there the whole time. Yeah, totally. But um, yeah, it's it, I don't know. It was just a it was a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. And it was like yeah, I, the least horny of all the episodes. I think it was good that that we had like one episode where he is not at all guided by his erection. Like yeah. this yeah. is this is the one episode where we get to see Kintaro like actually be the golden boy the whole time and like do the right thing and like only act out of his interest for other people and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's trying to protect her not because he's like actually horny for her, but because like he's. Um, he wants because he cares about her. Yeah, you know he, he cares about her and her dad and everything. It's like that. It's like yeah, that would be a really messed up thing to do to these people. Yeah, you know, totally. And they totally could have written her to be like this like bombshell hot girl that he's like out lusting after to have all those scenes. So it's like it makes it a lot more genuine that there's not a part where he's like, oh, her boobs are so crazy. Oh <laughs> yeah, my God. he's not competing with this other guy for her. He's like specifically just trying to look out for her. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought, like, I think this episode was what made him a lot more endearing to me, you know, throughout mm. the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Showed that, you know, that it's, you know, we, we got through the first couple episodes where there's a lot of, like, you know, bait scenes, right, for etchy viewers and whatever. And then you get this third episode that has, like, pretty much none of that. Yeah. And still feels legitimate to the character and what you would expect the character to do just without an obscene thing happening as well. Yeah. Like yeah. now the sex comedy stuff is happening between two men and the, the, the lady characters are not really written into that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a good change of pace and yeah, like what exactly what you're saying. Like I think in a worse show, this episode would have felt really out of place. Totally. Yeah. Like all of a sudden now he's being this like uber nice guy or whatever. Like it helps that he had redeeming qualities in the, er- the earlier episodes. Yeah. That also weren't like super patronizing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like if there's an episode of Queen's Blade where everyone's just wearing heavy church coats and, you know, talking yeah. about politics <laughs> the whole episode and that's yeah. the whole episode, like that would feel very weird. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, that's not, that's really not what that show was about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so let's get into episode four. Um, I remember at the end of episode three, I remember you, Andy, saying maybe the rest of the show, maybe those first couple episodes were like, you know, just a bait in etchy viewers and the rest of them are really not super horny. Four might be one of the whole, like, that was, four was really bad. Four is the swimming one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was definitely not the case. So, you know, anytime you involve water in anime, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the beach episode or it's the swimming episode. You're seeing characters underdressed for what you've seen them before. Still true here. Like, 
despite this being a six episode series, it managed to fit that in. Yeah, uh, yeah. It does a lot of stuff that is not etchy. That's just like kids being cute and stuff. That's like unrelated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but and it does that pretty well, I think. Uh, but or kids being just puke monsters and whatever, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> things that are very real in the, the real world. There is a child that throws up an amount of vomit that is larger than the child. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of that, but yeah, it's still a very horny episode. It's totally, yeah. Him, him, you know, getting a job as a swimming teacher at a pool when he can't swim very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is another one we see him get the job because he sees the this like this very attractive woman and like follows her into her place of business, which happens to be like a a swimming school. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a, and a very common theme. And this we didn't talk about this in the first episode, but like there's a moment where he like gets fired, but then talks his way back into working there under a condition. Yeah. And yeah. he does that again in this fourth episode. This... Where he challenges, you know, the, the the girl he was lusting after, who apparently just won the Olympic gold medal, like, a few months ago or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, challenges her to a swimming race in, like, a month's time. And is that's basically, like, an excuse for him to just continue to work around her. Yeah. Despite being c- completely ill-qualified to do so, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, from everyone's perspective, but... Everyone takes it as reasonable. Just like he did that in the first episode with a like similar kind of talk around the situation to continue to work there or learn things. Yeah, because much like this, the the computer episode, like you know, they say like, oh, okay, show us what you got, and they like have him get in the pool and run, and swim a lap, and he sucks. Like he he cannot swim at all. It's a really a really famous scene, I think. Yeah, it, it's been around like on Twitter and stuff like that a yeah. bunch. It is. It's the best visual gag of the entire <laughs> episode. There's like a part where like like he's swimming and he's doing a really bad part, and then he like comes out of the water and is like fully like looks like he's standing and it's just like <gasps> <gasps> like you know like taking it like he's taking a breath, but like he's clearly still moving. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Like he's on a fucking Segway or something. Yeah. <laughs> in like a twenty-five meter pool, like yeah. not a long pool, and it's a very long scene. Also, yeah. those 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 lap swimming pools are really. Shallow. I thought like the only ones I've ever been in were like twelve feet deep or something like that. He can yeah. at any time like stand up and the water's like at his waist. Yeah, know? and I mean in a in like a real Olympic pool, like the whole thing is deep. Yeah, that's but what I thought. That th- was. This is like some like community kind of like training center or whatever. So it has really shallow areas and slightly deeper areas, but still you can stand in them areas. Yeah. So it's not like a racing pool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, much more like community center, private swimming club kind of vibe. Yeah, uh, I just find it interesting. They still have those diving blocks at like these these areas that are. That's like a good. That's how you break your neck. That's, that's a good point. We never saw water that was deep enough for that to matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a it's a good app. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, there's a lot of girls in swimsuits. There's a lot of. Like, this one's just got some real horny shots. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. other ones, like, you, you, you're more typical, like, the boobs are flying around or whatever. Yeah. Or like the, the, episode, the episode would be, like, a normal episode for this show where he's, like, redeemable. If it weren't for the swimming shot with him going chasing her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that shot also goes on for, like, uncomfortably long. So yeah, uncomfortably long. long. And, like, it fits when he's just chasing her. But then he makes very uncomfortable face-to-butt contact yeah. <laughs> that crosses a line, I think, or would get someone, like, really canceled. That was yeah. that was the one, I think, kind of the one moment in this show where I was like, that was a little too far. Like, yeah. he sticks his his whole schnoz, like, right up there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that, and, and, you know, 
and it holds seems it intentionally un- holds it uncomfortably long. Yeah, too. totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's another one in a sixth episode later, but where he just intentionally grew up someone because something was spilled on her. And he's like tries to wipe it off and use it to grow. Yeah. Those are those are like the two really egregious things. That's right? true. That yeah. are like unwanted touching. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't happen in the series. It's just those two moments, as far as I remember. Yeah, yeah, that I can recall. Yeah, uh, yeah. At least the thing with the spill drink, like you can at least like they're playing it as though he it is not for that purpose of like groping her. He just like sees tea spilled it, on. It's this very obvious. Person. That's the reason he's doing it. Yeah. Um, well. Because he, you see the the timer, like, there's a little timer in the corner that pops up when he does that, too. It looks like he's just thinking, oh, I need to get that before it stains or something like that, and then realizes what he's doing halfway through. This one is like, I'm trying to stick my beak in, like, in between those legs. Like, that is his entire yeah. purpose. Not even ostensibly is there any other reason for this, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Other than him trying to catch up to her, I guess, because they're they're kind of like and you know, racing. I in guess. 1995, that was fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was just so. one of those things. Yeah, yeah it, I think if their contest was more sexual in nature right yeah. like if the two had been like kind of teasing each other more you could kind of see it as like okay that's where things were headed yeah but like instead like if he wins it's not like oh i get to have sex with you or i get to do anything like that it's i get to become a coach at this place like Which you already you have to hire me yeah yeah he just wasn't getting paid yeah yeah, yeah. so uh that and so that was like um so when that happens, it's like it's a bridge too far. They didn't really have like a super flirty. They had a competitive relationship. They yeah. did not have a flirty relationship. Yeah, so. yeah. And so in, in in that one, obviously, like he doesn't become like a swimming pro or something. He doesn't actually beat her in like a swim off, right? Yeah. Uh, but his redemption is the fact that like his work with all the younger classes of kids, like and his ingenuity in finding new methods of like teaching them actually pays off. Yeah. And yeah. they have more people graduate through that are more successful than normal. And all the other swim instructors started copying his techniques and things like that. And, yeah. You know, that is his redemption in this episode, uh, but unrelated to the perviness entirely. <laughs> yeah. It's like his benefit to the kids of the community mm-hmm. and like this private swimming club. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, something that's just a different way of redemption than, you know, mm-hmm. the rest of the episodes, basically, where he does something directly for the person, uh, more so. Yeah. And yeah. that one, he very much just kind of proves her wrong, because there's, like, a point of contention between them, like, you know, he's being too, too, like, haha fun playtime with the kids, and she's like, they're not going to learn that way. And then it turns out, like, well, no, appealing to, like, that part of them that likes to have fun is actually a good way to get them motivated. Um, yeah, because they were, like, fucking brutal. They are like, well, the kids need to keep their heads underwater for eight seconds. <laughs> so if the kids don't want to do it, just hold their head under for eight seconds. Like, yeah. Jesus yep. Christ. Yeah. And if they don't deal well with that, they just well, don't come back. back. Yeah. yeah. That's great. You know, they don't make it in the program. You know, very, like, Ugh. Sparta-esque approach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Training kids swimmers, which, if it's a private competitive swimming club, like, kind of makes sense. But, like, their classes start with, like, people who can't get under the water for more than three seconds. Like that's their first tier of class. And it's like, if you're starting from that point, you're gonna like inevitably have slow learners that don't get up to their expectations of having their head held under the water forcefully. Yeah. That is so hard. Seems very weird. Yeah. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) Um, well, let's go to, let's go through episode five here Mm -hmm. power through these, um, episode five. So I was like, man, episode four was like, Maybe too horny for me. <laughs> Episode five, holy shit, dude! I think Lousy. this might be like peak horny. Yeah, and I mean the great thing about it is it's kind of like everybody's horny, so yeah, everything goes. But they're not like 
it's all asymmetric, right? So it's the main character lusting after this 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 maiden, uh, this motorcycle maiden that he sees at the beginning of the episode that mm-hmm. you later learn is in kind of a uh, position of uh, power in like, as like a Kyoto shrine maiden kind of thing. I'm not sure exactly what she was. She's like the daughter of like a some noble or something. Daughter, like that. daughter of yeah, something yeah, like that. They, right? they, like it's some sort of high society family or something. Yeah, and, like that. And, and kind of lusting after realizing that she's not the motorcycle uh, girl that yeah. uh, mm. he saw do something ridiculous at the beginning of the episode. But uh, ultimately, she's also very asymmetrically in love with a physical object. Yeah. She's in, in love with in that a very motorcycle. in yeah. a very sexual way. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> the episode like starts with like he's like riding up a mountain and all that. He gets to like a store or whatever. He sees a girl on a motorcycle who's just like fucking tits out on this motorcycle. It's like all right, yeah, he's gonna fall in love with motorcycle girl. And then this girl just fucking starts going at it on this motorcycle. Just yeah. like we're yeah. just like I don't I don't think that's how you ride a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she drinks a beer and makes love to this motorcycle, then just takes off on it. Yeah, like, yeah. I love the the flash for like maybe three frames that says "Don't drink and drive." Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, which like if they had just shown a generic can like and didn't imply that it was alcohol, then like maybe wouldn't have needed that either. But it was yeah. like very clear that she was having a beer and doing something with her lover that happened to be the bike. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is. It is. I mean, I think they're just leaning into making it as like intense as possible, and it's yeah. like yeah. it's like a hentai scene, practically. Yeah, yeah, and. and Showing, like, a female character as, as much of a f- physical, weird manifestation as, like, he has with toilets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is, like, the one kind of pervert on his level in the show, or, like, to a degree anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's funny with that that beginning is, like, she's, like, humping on that motorcycle. But it's like, okay, well, maybe that was just a, a horny scene or whatever. Sure. And then it turns out later, like, I think you said it, Andy, like, she's motosexual. Like, <laughs> she, she, like, he fi- he tracks her down and she's like, I fucking, no man is as fucking hot as my motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No man is as fast. No man is nearly as powerful. Yeah. No man can make me feel like this. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And it, her, her, like... She has this uh, elitism believing that, like, a motorcycle is better than any physical sexual partner, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, could be a very valid motosexualist thing. Sure. Right? Yeah. Might be a thing. I don't know. We, but, we talked about it in the past. There's a uh, car boy or tire boys. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's it's, we've decided that the term, if you're a furry for cars, you're a tire boy. Ah, uh, furry so. for cars. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's so she's a tire boy. Yeah. yeah. I think motorcycle falls into that one. They got tires, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she'd be a tire boy. Yeah, I'm using boy in the non-gendered version of boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that non-gendered, <laughs> non-gendered boy. boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but the end of the episode is fantastic with yeah. the, the race between the two of that them. That whole race mm-hmm. was so good. It's just incredible. Yeah. And and for those, like, I, it's obviously a race, and we haven't really, okay, we haven't talked about this at all, and we need to address it now, which is he rides a bicycle everywhere. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's, it's his way of getting around. Yeah. So, like, the beginning episode has him getting hit on his bike by the CEO girl of the company, right? And he basically rides that bike to each new destination that he's working a job. Yeah. And the whole intro of the show, the whole, like, opening sequence with 
background music and everything is just him getting ready and riding his mountain bike and having a great time and just like taking it super seriously. And that's, that's it. It has nothing to do with the rest of the show. It yeah. looks like you're going to jump into some kind of like sports cycling anime. Absolutely. Yeah. And it has nothing etchy in it. It has no other characters in it. <laughs> it just has background and him on his like uh, mountain bike. Yeah. And that is it. Uh, yeah. So we, we enter this like, mouse or mountain <laughs> sorry mountain uh race scene where uh she basically has outed herself as this motosexual uh <laughs> and challenged him uh because he's horny for her to prove somehow that you know it, he doesn't even like he he doesn't even like challenge this necessarily it's like she challenges him and he just like accepts yeah yeah but challenges him to somehow prove that he as a man is better than her motorcycle but he's not like that's not why he's doing it either, which is, it doesn't feel like that, right? It, it feels <laughs> like he's doing it because that's what he does. It's just like, yeah. if somebody's like, hey, we're going to do this thing, he's like, yes, I yeah. will do this yeah. thing. Yeah, so he just, like, chooses to accept her challenge, but it's not like he feels like beating her is going to win her. I think she does say. Well, she says, like, yeah. If if she if he wins, then he can you have, like, that. a reward, but, like... Well, it's, I, I don't know. it's weird because it's implied that he can have sex with her if he wins and that he's a horny bastard so he wants to win but it, this episode it follows all the other episodes where it's like these women are like man I want to fuck this dude and he's like I'm I'm out of town yeah. he wins the race and just keeps going like he does yeah. not look back <laughs> he's just he's just leaves town from there yeah and, and I think more definitely more unrealistic than him writing software in a week that took months for professional programmers to write Somehow this episode is more unrealistic in what he does. Yeah. Now he's he's ridden his bike everywhere. He's very good on it. He's very fit. They you know say that in a lot of the intro outro kind of stuff. Like Peak he, mental and physical fitness. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that does not explain how you can ride on top of electrical wires no. faster than a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, or uh, any other such ridiculous things. Or somehow survive a fall down a canyon. Or take a corner faster than a motorcycle on a mountain road on an inside lane. Like, insane things, but all things that animate really well in yeah, a yeah. style that we hadn't gotten to see before in the yeah. show. So. Yeah. It, it's it's great because it's, like, it's so over the top. And it just, it just, like, in a show that's, like, so horny over the top, it's fun to have, like, an action scene that's so over the top. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was really well animated. It was really, really fun. Yeah. Also, weird little thing where she where she just offhand mentions, like, uh, you know what they say about poor, people, men who drive Porsches? Uh, they have small penises. Small penises? <laughs> you know? it's, it's, like, not even clever. Like, I was like, oh, what's the pun on Porsche going to be? It's like, yeah. they have small penises. Yeah, like, they got a little dick. I, I feel like that was something that was a dub edition. It has yeah. to be. Right? Uh, yeah, probably. Because that's something that I've, like, heard as a joke in English normally. I don't know if that translates. I don't know if Japanese. I've heard that about Porsches specifically. And it is yeah. actually a Porsche in the scene. It is. So yeah. it makes sense. Like mm -hmm. it's a, a 911 type Porsche body style. So it, it, it totally fits as a joke in that Porsche. mode. Yeah. Porsche 911 is like the fastest version of just, Porsche. Just an unfortunate doors. coincidence there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, did it, did it happen before or after September 11th? Like Definitely before. Okay. Oh, wouldn't that be. Never forget with this car. <laughs> Jesus. Oh fuck. 
yes, they, they do have other nine series models. Too. Okay. So it's a little uh, bit like it's a little bit like BMW where they have the one, the series, the three series, the five series, whatever. Porsche doesn't have that, but they have for their sports cars the 911, the 914, the uh, 944. Those are all numbers they used, and they like the number nine for some reason, so they uh, keep using it for things. I should um, learn more about cars at some point in my life. I have been, so I don't drive, I ride the bus everywhere. I have been watching like F1 and car videos, and only recently did it the irony dawn on me that I'm watching videos about like car engines and like driving and all that. On a bus. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, frankly, like pretty much anyone who's into auto racing or like watching F1 or like any like high end stuff like that, you're never going to drive one of those things. Like, yeah. It's not something that you do. Yeah. Like at least something like watching football or watching basketball. Like you can go play a pickup game of one of those. Mm-hmm. Like the pickup game version of driving a car is just like driving normally, probably. Yeah. And then anything beyond that is like so absurdly expensive. Most people don't do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of, it's one of those kind of ironic hobbies yeah. <laughs> that like is ironic for everyone with yeah. auto racing. It's <laughs> so obscenely expensive. Yes, absolutely. Um, even even doing like cart like go karts and stuff like yeah. that. Even that's all like really expensive if you want to do it at like a high level. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. And uh, recently, uh, because you know gas prices have been spiking and all that kind of stuff, like there's a uh, a gas station near a racetrack that serves a race grade octane fuel at the gas station and they had to like modify their signs to add extra digits so that they could get over ten dollars a gallon oh my god because the race fuel got more expensive than 10 so they had to modify how all the signs work for all the other grades of fuel too and move the digit so that they lost the nine tenths of a cent thing so they just had to go even number or something (laughs) but they had to do that because the race fuel was too expensive I, I wonder if we're headed that that way with regular gas. <laughs> well, and it, it's already broken seven per gallon in a lot of places, you know. Yeah, Fuck. Berry and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's buck wild. Yeah, it, it's always been the case too that there's some areas like between California and you know middle of the country, like when you're going over the hills in Nevada and stuff. There's like small towns in the middle of nowhere where it's always more, been more expensive. Oh really? And people have paid like. Seven eight dollars a gallon, and like because something's not there for like a hundred miles or yeah. something. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, there have been cases where you've seen seven before when it's like, like five here, yeah, or something, yeah. Uh, but a lot of those places are like obscene now, they're starting to hit like eight or higher. Jesus, and at least with this one like racetrack servicing company, they had to figure out how to change their signboard so they get an extra digit on the front of the thing. So, and that's like. We haven't seen gas do that in our lifetimes, really. Where like yeah. we've pretty much always seen it over a dollar, uh, so it's always been within that like in that base ten of one to ten range. Yeah. But eventually, with all inflation, it might get out of that. You know, oh, like a five dollar foot long will be a ten dollar foot long, <laughs> so on and so forth. Like no, five dollar foot longs. Right. Uh, uh, we haven't necessarily like seen that. Like we've seen that erosion of purchasing power. Like it used to be that like five bucks was a lot of money. Like you could buy a lot when you went into like a random service station, you could get several items or whatever. And that's yeah. like five bucks is nothing. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. Uh, that's kind of been the case for a while. Like it used to be, you would carry fives a lot more because yeah. they were useful. And then like it just evolved into everyone. Like the base bill was a 20. It was the only one that was useful. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, I think it's extra depressing that like 
I remember putting like 20 bucks of gas into a car and like talking to people now. It's like 20 bucks doesn't get you fucking anywhere. Nothing, yeah. No. yeah. I, I have like a, a sub 11 gallon fuel tank in a commuter car. So like it doesn't take much fuel. But at current prices, that like it takes a lot to fuel a car. It's yeah. it's more than 60 bucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> holy shit. More than 60 bucks for less than 11 gallons of fuel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts these days. Um uh, but you know, we'll see. I I was an economics major in college. I've thought about it a lot. It's still very unpredictable. We're not like I have no advice to give on this. <laughs> uh, but people have thrown out a lot of lot of words and things, and the chance of it being a recession and whatnot. And we'll see where Who it goes. Knows. I'm not going to go on the record saying anything specific advice wise give, give me really specific tell me exactly what stocks to buy what cryptocurrency to get right now yeah, yeah. um i need to i need to be able to sue you later <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a not a licensed financial uh services provider i need my bad uh, financial decisions to be someone else's fault <laughs> i'm tired yeah. of making these bad decisions and then being like well, I fucked up. That sucks. I know. Yeah, if yeah. you didn't sign this indemnity agreement to <laughs> say that I am not responsible for anything that oh, I give that's you no opinion wise. horny mode um this episode was kind of fun because it's about animation in the 90s yeah mm -hmm. yeah that was which was cool i really like i like artistic depictions of animation studios i find i find something very comfy in that amount of clutter i guess yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, my desk is a fucking mess Same. so i yeah. can relate and I, I love a good meta joke and the fact that they like they meta joke with their dirty desk, with just like talking about the animation and literally explaining animation with an animation to explain animation. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was great <laughs> to have, have that. Some of my favorite things in all of anime are meta jokes uh, that like exceed either fourth wall or don't fourth wall, but meta jokes uh, and a uh, a uh, a parody of a thing that you're not expecting them to parody. Mm -hmm. uh, and this last episode, like. Contains a lot, a little bits of that, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah, you've got to you've got to also figure too that like the uh, the animators in that place are um, like they, those have to be references to the people who are actually making the the show and yeah. everything. Yeah, I somewhat doubt that they like they all looked like those characters right. because it was such a ragtag group. I don't know if that was the Maybe real their original staff. characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I need to look at the animation staff. And most of them, when I was looking um, uh, between episodes, uh, don't have like photos for their staff photos. So like mm. they either weren't involved in other things or never got the photo taken for whatever works they've done or whatnot. Well, there's no but, fucking time for it. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, but I mean, they did a good job animating. So you know, hopefully they worked on other stuff that we've seen. Yeah. But, because it's, yeah, like, I think we've kind of talked about it a bit, but, like, this is a really well-animated show. It's honestly yeah. gorgeous. Like, it yeah. holds up so well, and, like, it kind of taps into that sort of, like, I, I think us as millennials, like, have a sort of nostalgia for that 90s anime, like, style, and it's, like, one of the exemplary samples of that, I think. Just yeah. Yeah. super fun to look at. Which, you know, a lot of modern, more, like, 
more uh, CG assisted anime, right? Like have uh, more character weight and less uh, comical transformation of characters. Yeah. Things are going on. They'll sometimes do like TV version scenes and like whatever's going on. Yeah. But this has like such a range of every character's design changing depending on what their state of mind and what their motivation at the moment is. Like, yeah, totally. Complete changes in physical form, shape, like comic drawing style versus very serious hardline drawn style. Um, so a lot of variety there. Yeah. And I wouldn't say any of it is executed in a way that you're like, wow, that's a great piece of art when you're looking at it. But you're like, I really appreciate that they chose to animate it that way. Like, yeah. it's, it's that kind of animation where it's choosing the right style for the moment. There's a lot of like weird little parts where you're like, you know, Kintaro is just like, saying a sentence or like uh in the the noodle episode where the where wholesome noodle girl like opens a door or something like that it's like freakishly well animated like like yeah. super smooth and intricate movements and stuff and i'm like you didn't have to do that and i think like you know i'm sure there's plenty of those instances that i missed you know even as somebody who's kind of like trying to watch this with a critical eye right like mm-hmm. there was a lot of like time and money and care that was put into just the way that this moves and everything. Yeah. You know? And I mean, to be clear, it's still a nineties anime with an, like a huge animation budget. So oh. we don't, we don't, we don't have moving cameras and things like where you're having to redraw all the background throughout a scene. Like, so they're still using traditional animation techniques that save money. They do that for the, for the OP at one point, the camera like yeah, drops around him. It, it does have a more, but you, they get to reuse that six times. So uh, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Uh, it's get worth, the money's worth out of that. Even though it's, you know, a money's worth scene for like an unrelated, unrelated cycling montage that just like kind of <laughs> super pleasant music, by the way, su- su- super, super pleasant, pleasant. Yeah. pleasant. Like it makes me, it, it makes me want to go back and I don't know whether you guys have seen these, but I've seen like two different cycling anime at different points. There's Yo Mushi pedal. And what else? Yo Mushi pedal is the one, like the main one I was thinking of. There was another one that was a similar, is, is Yomushi pedal the one with like the evil cyclist? Yeah, or, like, the, yeah, yeah multiple yeah. evil cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ultimately, a good cyclist. Like every shonen anime, they make him a good character at some point, you know, like mm. or not, or a rival instead of a villain, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. You got to get him out of the way to make. The, it it is a shonen anime villain, after so, all. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? The other one was more seinen, kind of like adult, not. Shonen, but it's also it a cycling. Cool. It's also a cycling anime. Mm. They bike um, naked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little bit more on the realistic side. I don't remember what it was called, but I've seen two different cycling anime. Um, you know, I did. I've gone over. I don't hate anime, but I do tend to forget some of the, <laughs> the, anime the swimming like, anime because if you had like that and Run with the Wind, you'd be like, we'd be we're one short of just an anime triathlon. Yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the and Iron Man anime. There's like Stride, which was the parkour anime, and that's like street running. Oh, I heard about that. I never actually yeah, watched it. I think yeah. that was it. I don't think there's a parkour segment of any triathlon. Sadly, I don't think there. That would be sick. <laughs> I don't think there's any triathlon anime. Although there is Suzuka, which is a track kind of anime romance story. Also true. Um, Oh, that was a car. A weird fucking monster. It was a small oh. dick horse driver. Oh my god, that was such a weird noise. Yeah. It's one of those poor September 11ths out there. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Uh, <laughs> I make too many 9-11 jokes on this podcast. I should, I should not make so many 9-11 jokes. As long as we say the word 9-11, it's okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh, but go go. You're also going to get the FBI to add to our viewer numbers. That's so. right. Well, hey, if you're from the FBI, sound off in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let us know. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah, is this good? Yeah. If if you don't want to give yourself away, just reply. Ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and listen. You know, we're looking for sponsorships right now. So FBI, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> I like in in the in the. Uh, tagline under the video or in the in the description just like an uh, fbi.gov apply slash apply yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like just suddenly the show has like this hard shift from like you know this very like a lot of like the more leftist stuff yeah. we talk about to, like you know what actually like is unequivocally good cops <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No issues there. <laughs> Anyways, this episode is sponsored ever, by the FBI. Yeah. Remember all, you all ever talk about blue lives? Uh, <laughs> we're covering a detective anime today. They shoot a lot of people. It's I talk great. about Sonic the Hedgehog all the time. The only one that matters. <laughs> Blur lives matter. Blur, yeah, lives, Blur matter. lives matter. <laughs> I, I hope that's a real thing. If it's not. But anyways, uh, yeah, this this episode was a lot of fun. I, I think it's it's nice too that it ties it all back together. Like he has to bring back all the other girls to like help him with different yeah, things. Yeah. And you know that comes about in the fact that there's like a massive anime animation deadline for making a new anime film. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you know, in part because of him, but also just because of strict deadlines and a Karen that's controlling the whole production schedule. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it didn't seem like actually the person who was like, who whose work it was cared when it was going to be made, but she sure as hell did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she, uh, she was very like money focused. Very money know? focused. Yeah. Uh, but you know, because of uh, unrealistic production timelines and whatever else, like it wasn't going to get done. And we go full circle with Kintaro drafting in every girl who's been lusting after him at the end of every prior episode <laughs> yeah. to fulfill a role in helping this animation succeed. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, do we want to cover how that well, comes about? Well, no, I, I, think we, I don't think we have to go in depth, but, yeah. like, I, I think the, the part that's funny to me is, like, the the triumph is they worked really hard and they got this anime done. And it's like, wow, that's really great. But, like, these days, all I'm thinking about, like, wow... That's a lot of unpaid labor right there. there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a lot that's of, kind of the dark side of this era of anime. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, 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 they're pretty clear in showing that their own working conditions are not great as animators. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, like when they're all asleep, like under their desks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how they're like introduced is they're like all just like knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Knocked <laughs> the fuck out, not waking up until 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah. Right. Like... You know, at least they're progressive that some people working from home, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and that, and that everybody looks like there's everybody gets a shot where they look really tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, damn. I watched a mini documentary on YouTube about uh, Studio Trigger during the animation process of the Little Witch Academia OVA, I think it is. Um, and those guys looked so stressed out. Like, mm. everybody seemed like on the verge of a breakdown at all times. Yeah. You know, like, couldn't imagine. Because just making like a live action film is like, that's a really hard. Like there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of people. And animation just seems way harder to me yeah. than the live action. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can do anything, but you also have to coordinate with way more people. It takes way longer to do anything. Yeah. Like, the, the whole process is just completely artists yeah. all the way through. And if you're going to make like a 90 minute movie and all that, like the amount of people you need to like draw 
every single frame, yeah. you know? Like, well, that's just and you, insane. And you have, like, some senior people doing keyframes in your Japanese animation studio, and then you have, like, offshore guys in India doing in-between frames and stuff. Yeah. Like, in, in, like, a modern-day equivalent. Like, yeah. that's obviously not what happens in this show, because they do all in-house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of, like, coordination to getting this kind of... Um, lesser part of the work done and we do see it in this last episode where uh the the the, the main new girl in the office like she she paints the cells like she just does the painting piece so she doesn't get to do the other like design drawing piece she's just coloring basically mm -hmm. and she feels that that's not valuable um you know that gets turned on its head but like that's a very real like you're having to manage that artist who like that's their specialty that's what they do they have to feel like they're contributing and actually enjoy doing that and like yeah and yeah. that yeah because yeah because that's a whole other thing too is you have that's somebody what, to draw then somebody's got to color it then somebody's got to edit it that's the equivalent yeah. of being like the guy in the marvel movie who has to rotoscope the edge of every frame of a character because oh. they didn't shoot it well in the first place <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's that we're like oh yeah we're gonna do a background replacement oh no i'm the roto guy on this yeah. side <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, because even yeah, being I've done some rotoscope stuff and fuck that noise. That takes so fucking long. Yeah. To, and to do it well it takes even longer. I yeah. do fucking slapdash shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, you know, it, imagine that's one of those like roles that is artistic and technical, but is does not feel like that way when you have yeah. to do so much of it. <laughs> yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. But yeah, it's a good look at. Um, Working conditions that I never want to do. Yeah, that, yeah that's never. fucking buck wild, man. No way. Too yeah. much. <laughs> love, love animation. That is not something I could ever possibly survive. I know. Yeah. yeah. There was a. There's an interesting. I, I watched bits of an interview. So this was like. I'm pretty sure this is an OVA. Mm. And like during like the 80s and 90s, a lot of animators were like. OVAs are the future. Like they were selling really, really well. Yeah. So they're like mm -hmm. OVAs are the future. TV shows are the past because fuck trying to make an episode every week like there's just not enough time yeah. like if you have more money and more time to work on something you can make a great, better product and that's why like from like the 80s and 90s you have so many like really like this show should be trash like this should <laughs> not look good this should yeah. be like bare bones as possible it's just trying to make money off the fact that there's boobs in it yeah and it looks great totally. you know and there's lots of other stuff from this era that should not look great and absolutely does Mm -hmm. and it's because they were making buckets of money off OVAs <laughs> as a, and not, you know, fucking working themselves to the bone. Like, it's wild to me that, like, even Evangelion and shows like that look as good as they do. That's, yeah, yeah very that, true. That are made on, like, a weekly basis. Like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> yeah, the whole, like, running weekly schedule production cycle just seems nuts. Like, yeah. the, the more modern approach to creating a series where you, like, create a whole series and then like as a whole work and then release it makes a lot more sense than episodic weekly. Yeah. But episodic weekly is also just like the most practical way to try to release something where you're doing it within a tight schedule and not doing it with some huge delay. So you can actually pay people based on the revenue. Yeah. Um, which is actually something that Japan's trying to fuck with the porn industry there and do. I don't know if you've heard about this. No, no, I haven't. What? So they're, they're, uh, you know, Japan's, uh, historically been very like this weird dichotomy on porn 
right? So there's stuff that's allowed there that's not like allowed normally uh, or like societally, uh, but also they like censor genitalia where we don't have that in most places in the world, although there are some other countries that do it. Sure. Uh, so there's just weird differences there, but the more conservative guys and it's the vast majority of like politicians in Japan are highly conservative um, uh, politicians. They are uh, trying to pass a bill that's uh, giving more rights to actresses in porn, but also is meant to like jam up the production system. So they're making it so that someone who appears in a work, um, the work must not release within a certain amount of time. So from the time they film it until it's released has to be like uh, three months or more. Okay. And up until a month before release, any of the people who appear in it can choose to not have their appearance included and can have the work canceled. Interesting. So oh. it gives like a, a waiting period so that there's like a delay from production until release so that you have the choice to no longer appear in it. Huh. Uh. Yeah. Because yeah, because that would totally like you could totally fuck up a, a production company. That yeah. Way, yeah. You know? And it, it just delays all the revenues. It delays how everyone gets paid. Oh, yeah. So it, it's like, it seems like their intent is to kill the porn industry, but they're doing it through something that is seemingly giving rights to the actors in the porn industry while screwing the production companies, but also screwing the actors in a figurative sense, not the literal sense, yeah. which is their job. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to get paid for potentially three months after you do something. Also yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine if you apply that to animation? It's like, oh, any animator can just choose to not have their art included. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, you must wait six months to release it. And if they don't want their art included, then you just can't release it anymore. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, you know, or you have to edit all, all their art, right? Like, right. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of turning on the head the whole, like, equation for how you produce that kind of content. And, like... It would set a very bad precedent if it actually, actually did something. Yeah. But who knows if it will. Do so you hear that, Tim? You fucking bastard, man. <laughs> All right. You, <laughs> you, you brag every day to me about your goddamn public transportation, and I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> We've got moderately more decent porn stuff happening sometimes. So fucking take that, Tim. I don't know if I don't know if we're winning on the whole. Uh, Let rights, me have this, Bakri. On the whole, just the rights of the performers in the no. porn. I don't know about that. I, no. I don't know enough about the, that industry to speak no. on it yeah, in which way. It's, it's still not great. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Tim doesn't need to hear that. Yeah, eat shit, Tim. <laughs> Your porn sucks. Or it's better, probably. <laughs> I don't know. He can walk into anywhere in like so many areas of Tokyo and get as much as he wants. So. Oh. I, and, listen, it's not, not... and it's not seen as that weird. I see it as weird. Yeah. I see it as weird, Tim. Don't you do it. Yeah, Tim. We're, yeah. Like, they might not be judging you, but we are. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you walk into a porn store, like, I'm thinking, Tim, no, I mean, no, no. I know you did that. You look weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're so strange. <laughs> ah, shit. Well, as, as the only person in this room who has walked into a porn store in Japan with Tim, I with have to Tim. say, with Tim. Yeah. That's weird, Tim. Yeah, it's weird, Tim. Yeah. yeah. You're fine, Andy. But Tim, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was at least in a basement, so people couldn't see us. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where you put a porn <laughs> store, I think. 
I don't want to buy porn on like sea level. <laughs> no way, absolutely not. I need to be underground. There, there are a, a whole bunch of <laughs> porn bunker. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep thinking Ikebukuro in my head, but what's the um, the main Akihabara? Akihabara, yeah, in Akihabara. There are some buildings where it's like you enter the first floor; it's like relatively normal. Second, third, fourth, third floor, fourth floor, fifth floor, sixth floor, all porn. Wow, all the way up. It's porn there, all the way down. There's a couple, a couple, <laughs> a couple of those stores where it's just like. Porn DVDs, then porn manga, and there's different genres and different stuff and figures and whatever. Like, ton of hentai, ton of porn, whatever, like, mix of stuff. Porno figures are, like, the weirdest thing to me. I've seen that, like, sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, like, Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. There's, like, a, there's, like, a figure that's, of her that's selling for, like, 300-something dollars of her doing. Have you guys seen the Jacko post? It's a character from Guilty Gear who, like, when she oh, it's the, the duck anime, yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the face down on the ground, face down ass hips, up, type hip, of hips thing. up in the air, yeah, uh, yeah. like needs a a, a large, like a high amount of flexibility to pull off. But it's it's Tifa doing that, and Tifa wears a mini skirt in Final Fantasy VII, so her like her whole ass is out pretty much doing <laughs> this. And I'm like, okay, so you buy this to jack off to it, okay? But like, what do you do with it? Do you still just? Have that on your shelf? Absolutely. The, the, when you're not jacking off, you know? As a you guy who, hide it in the closet? What do you do? As a guy who keeps hentai on his shelf in his room, absolutely. Yeah, I and guess, it's going to come out into this living room. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, it's that's definitely a bit of a weird one. The I've been I've been looking at D and D miniatures on like Etsy and stuff, <laughs> and there's loads of like like I'll just be looking up like I don't know like bootleg like Warhammer models basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like it always brings up like, hey, we noticed that you were looking at Space Marines. What about this big titty model? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And then I look at it, and it's still like D and D miniature size, so it's like you know maybe like a two or three inches tall. I'm like. That's a weird thing to get like a horny model of. Yeah. You know, like Tifa at least is probably like, you know, six or seven inches in, in size there. there you know? I don't know. There, there, there are D D tables right. that sex role play. It absolutely uh, is a yeah. thing. I could never do that. that like I understand so the concept weird. of like erotic role play and stuff. I could never do that face to face with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Uh, or like in like a group setting. To, in a group setting, like yeah. there's um there's a uh, there's a role playing game that came out that's like where everybody in the the group is like werewolves. Okay. And so there's like a whole um, you know pack dynamic uh, and all that stuff. A but there's a whole section. <laughs> I don't know if it gets that bad, but there's like a section where like you have sex with other players, and depending on the sex powers that you use. Uh, it gives powers. you guys different bonuses in future <laughs> battles, and it's like, I don't know if I have a level of comfort. Like, listen, I love you guys, but like, if we're gonna play like horny role playing game, I'm I might sit that one out, and yeah. I love role playing games. Yeah, yeah. You're you're saying our our D and D characters will never have sex. Well, my character in D and D doesn't have a penis, so yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah. a turn off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just not, not, not having a penis is not a turn off. But being, 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 Andy said, "No, no dick, no deal." That's right. <laughs> but in your character's case, it probably is yeah. for some people. Yeah, he's a, he's a real Ken doll, right all the way down. So just like Ryan Gosling now, that full circle back to the Sigma male stuff. <laughs> the the new Sigma male icon of the year is uh, is Ken from the Barbie movie. Played by Ryan Gosling. Is that what that picture is from? Oh, yes. Yeah. He's playing oh, okay. Ken in, the, in, a, in an upcoming Barbie movie by uh, 
is it Greta Gerwig? Is that her name? Is that the filmmaker? It sounds. Oh, familiar. who did Lady Bird? Is that? That sounds right. Maybe. I think so. Possibly. I know she did Little Women, the new one. Yeah, I think. I'm, I think. I think we're getting this right. Yeah. It's got yeah, like Sarah on in and 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 what's her name from fucking Midsummer and shit. This episode's a really good reminder that we need to have more women on this show. Florence, <laughs> Florence Puff. We've, we've that's talked her about, name. This has been the, the most like boy centric. <laughs> we can't remember <laughs> who the there, fuck is Greta Gerwig. Dude. We, can't, we can't remember who Greta Gerwig is. We've talked about hentai and we watched like the horny TV show. Like this, this one's for the dudes. <laughs> Couldn't really avoid it on this one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know it's I know it's Florence Pugh. By the way, I just and Felicia's it, not here to reprimand me for it. So, <laughs> and despite everything I've said, Etchy is not my <laughs> not my forte. Uh, also, why one of the reasons like I originally stopped watching Golden Boy that episode too. That's I'm fair. glad I've now seen all of it, yeah. but I would not have voluntarily watched the rest of it myself. No, I'm I'm with you. It's it's weird. This is a weird. Th- okay, we just talked about how I don't want to play horny role playing games with my friends, but like. <laughs> Watching like like I watching etchy stuff on my own is weird. Watching it in a group with like friends and everybody going like whoa, that's really fun. Yeah. So I I think it's for the same reason that like uh, a how do I describe this a so (laughs) watching a shock film like with shocking content is more fun in a group. Right. Right. In general, regardless of the type. Uh, but there's some like variants of that that are very good to watch individually, like dark comedy, dark humor kind of stuff are great, enjoyable on your own. You don't need to watch them with someone else. Yeah. Uh, but then there's a certain point where it's like there's some exceptionally gritty, like dark, bloody shot that's just excessive. And it like might make you like shock you. Make, but in a group, it's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> as just a, as a oh, my God, they did that like, yeah. that moment, you know. Um, that makes it more enjoyable. And I won't say Golden Boy is that. It doesn't have the... It has, like, some of those things that will make you make you laugh. But uh, not a... Uh, not, I guess, not, not quite, quite to that level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, things that wouldn't necessarily be enjoyable unless you were just being horny about it yourself. So... Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, yeah. just weird objectification at that point. But yeah. that that's okay with some content, so... Yeah. And that is the whole thing, like, with this show is it, it is definitely, like, problematic and bad in a lot of a lot of ways. Yeah. But, like, it's also just really dumb fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And especially when you're watching it with, like, a group of people who can, who are all, like, similarly, like us, like, you know, like, we're not going to take this too seriously. Totally. You know? Yeah. yeah. All men, all, you know... Enjoying men's content, getting canceled <laughs> immediately upon the release of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> ben uh, waiting. If this is the one that finally does it, you know, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's going to be something dumb. Again, it's going to be like you saying like something, like a really specific take on like Sonic uh, <laughs> Frontier. No, it's yeah. really going to like tank this podcast. I think just me saying I was excited for it earlier and yeah. that I don't like other Sonic fans' opinions on it. I think that's what's going to get me. Yeah. Somebody already got doxxed for saying they were excited about Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> that already happened once. So, you know, we'll yeah. see. We'll roll the dice on that one. We really live in a hell <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, I will say I'm not the world's biggest comedy fan. Like, I like to laugh. It's just a lot of comedy stuff doesn't really appeal to me that much. And it particularly sex comedy type stuff I find is, like, 
uncomfortable, if not just outright boring. I had a lot of fun. I thought this was mm-hmm. a really charming show. I, mm-hmm. uh, and like, you know, the topic of objectification and, the, and it being problematic, there's de- definitely many points, at least a few points where like it crosses that line and it like gets into uncomfortable territory. And like, I'm definitely not going to try and make any case for this being like woke or like feminist actually or whatever. <laughs> but like one thing I think it does that like so much, like I've seen, I've seen a decent, like at least a handful of edgy anime in the past. And like, one thing this thing does, I think, a lot better than a lot of other ones is that, like, the char- the the characters that that Kintaro is like is is uh, lusting after often have like far more of a personality and like a you know just sort of a, a have more of a three dimensional character than like oh this is like a sexy lady you know what I mean mm-hmm. like they all have like their own aspirations there their own talents like their own temper temperaments and stuff like that it's it seems to care a little bit more about that kind of thing, which I like, you know, again, not going to make a case for it being like enlightened or anything like that for it it being anything other than it is a horny ass fucking comedy show. But like, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot I liked about it. It Yeah. It was fun. It is not, uh, not a, uh, like a, it's not something you're going to fight to defend. Yeah, it's, somebody's. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's not something progressive. It's not something that's like totally that's positive in that way. But it has some redemption in the fact that it actually fleshes out the characters in a way that does not involve their flesh. Yeah, yeah, know? and it does a lot of other yeah. cool stuff. Like I thought, a lot of the animation yeah. and the music and the presentation and stuff is really, really great. So. Yeah, and yeah. it it is like it's it's a really like fun nineties. Uh, 90s- anime like if you're yeah. if you're looking for that kick and you want something like that's that's pretty silly and very horny like yeah. this is perfect yeah you know this is yeah it's very enjoyable i don't think i could possibly get felicia on board but like i i would watch this again <laughs> yeah point, you know i, I want to show the first episode to bernadette at some point yeah but like it would need to be like a group setting yeah i think she would think it's like it's funny but again, like it, it's yeah. I think I think the first episode on its own is not redeemable. Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, he obviously does have the redemption arc and like how he redeems himself to the characters in the show. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't like it. It doesn't have an excusable kind of like feel to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think probably the peak episode to show somebody would be episode five with the motorcycle lady. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that, that chase scene is just, that like, how, how can you hate so a show good. after that? That, totally. that? that one would be one where there isn't like anything unwanted either way. And like, it's just two different people being horny in different ways. And it's just weird <laughs> how it's shown, but it, there's nothing bad about right. it. Yeah. Uh, and it has some like extreme action scenes with bicycles and motorcycles. And yeah. it, just some cool stuff to look at that, isn't etchy in and of itself. And like, I don't know, it, that would be a good episode to show people. I think you're right. Um, I guess the other one that would be good would be the, the more most innocent one uh, that has like the least etchy elements with the, uh, the uh, Soba shop. Was it Soba? Uh, I keep uh, saying Soba. Udon, Udon, Udon shop uh, owner uh, and uh, the daughter in the family and what's going on there. That would be another good one to show. And it also has some physical comedy. <laughs> yeah. Weird groping stuff, but also it's just like, comically groping the wrong person without ever knowing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. That scene know. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Just two men groping each other <laughs> one of them not knowing it. Guys being dudes. Uh, just guys, yeah, being, just dudes. guys <laughs> being dudes. <laughs> Which I think is probably universally funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would. Alright. So, yeah. so we stay on on brand here. Yep. Um, so... I know that there's only these six episodes, but we have our rating system and we cannot break from it. Oh yeah, we got keep watching eh, and total garbage. Yeah. Uh, where do you where do you guys land on this one? 
if they made more episodes, right? Say there was a second OVA or something, I would probably now go start it. Mm -hmm. So I would say keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would be, yeah, if there was, like, another, like, round of, like, six episodes or something, like, yeah, I totally started. Like, I, uh, and if not, like, I would, at some point, if I was just, like, bored one day or, like, wanted something kind of nostalgic, yeah, I'd probably put this on. Like, I had a lot of fun with it. it, was, it yeah. Was, yeah, it was neat. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat, especially in terms of, like, if I knew people were coming over and we, like, I want to put on just some, like, you know, some 90s anime trash. Yeah. Like, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Like, it is. It is not high art, but it is art. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. And it's episodic by nature, so it's like a single episode is just watchable on its own. Totally. Yeah. Which is great. It's you almost can, like six little that, movies. You could show that yeah. fifth episode without any other content, and no one would know that it wasn't like the first episode of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you could do that with just about... Like, the sixth one would be the only one that by the end it would be a little confusing, but yeah. even yeah. then you could still show... I mean, like, fucking 90% of it is going to make sense yeah. out of context. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it fills that kind of void that, uh, some of the episodic stuff I've recommended people like, uh, not on the horny end at all, but like Nisekoi or not Nisekoi. What's the, that's the other one, <laughs> which it was in like a similar art style. Oh, uh, the one that has the little, um, Bakemonogatari? No, it has the, the deer in the principal scene. That's oh, Nichijou. 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 I had Nisa Koi come in with Nichijou. Very similar sounding names, very different shows. Very different. Uh, <laughs> but Joe, right? It's very episodic. It's very, like, you can just watch a single episode. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. It, it falls into that, like, and to compare it to a 90s anime, uh, that Cowboy Bebop does that until it doesn't do that as well. Yeah. It's, like, very episodic. For, like not formulaic but follows the same kind of things happening and developing the characters and you know this falls into that where mm. it just does some interesting episodic things every episode so. yeah 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 absolutely no i'm with i'm with you 100 i i look forward to showing this nonsense to more people i <laughs> yeah. really yeah like, stick, stick with episode five yeah, I think I think I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna become the golden boy evangelist. Yeah. going forward, I yeah. Yeah. at the very least I'm gonna like screenshot as many of those faces <laughs> as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got new new emojis for the Discord. Oh, um, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Discord that exists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not 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 the Battle School Dropouts Discord. You oh, you, you, you fans don't get any of yeah. that. We're not. <laughs> I'm not fucking with that. That's so all. That's private all Discord for that. private memes. <laughs> private memes. You guys want a Discord? Sound off in the comments. We won't do it, but we need that engagement. Do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, please help. Hit the bell. Press <laughs> like. Sign up in our Discord, but you won't. <laughs> but yeah. you won't. But you won't. <laughs> Calling you out. Try to just try just to join our Discord. See what the fuck happens. <laughs> fuck around and find out. <laughs> Uh, well, let's. I guess we, let's let's do plugs here. So, end of the episode. If you liked this one, hey, we're we. This is actually the final episode of season two. Of oh, it is. Dropout. It this is. This is our episode twenty six. That's right. Oh, wow. So we've got big bold plans for our season three. We're gonna be trying to release basically something every week. It's yeah. not necessarily gonna be a podcast, but we got some other videos. It's we're something. gonna we're gonna be aiming trying to do two episodes a month. We're, we're I think we're gonna see what happens, but I think we can pull it off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so if you've enjoyed this, we're on YouTube. You can subscribe there. Um, you can like the video. You can do all the stuff that helps us get it out to people. And you know, the biggest thing I guess is if you like this show, 
tell somebody. Sure. That's yeah. that's the only way we're really going to grow at this point. Because you could like it, you could do all that stuff. Maybe it'll show up in some weird random recommendation for some rando. Yeah. But people really, are, if, you, if you like the show, tell a friend. People are watching, like, the weird... At least from the Space Brothers episode. People were watching, like, the weirdest shit and then getting, like... And then getting recommended to the Space Brothers episode. Like yeah. Somebody was watching, like, the Silk Sonic Leave the Door Open video. Got some... Because oh. we mentioned Sonic a lot. Um, this is the perfect episode to bring this up. I was looking at the analytics the other day, oh. and like, there's the the top. There's a bunch of top search terms that like bring up our podcast. Yeah. Like, people are looking up like uh, Planet of the what the whatever we did episode one on Gerderous. Oh, planet. Uh, Gargantia on the Gerderous planet. Yeah. People are like trying to find the full episode online. <laughs> so like, we that episode gets a bunch of views. They get that us way. instead. They get us instead. But there's also um, the biggest one is there is a hentai called dropout so there are people looking up dropout hentai. on youtube Why uh, are you really gonna uh, find that YouTube? I, you're not gonna find the hentai i don't think you'd be surprised uh, i guess i would yeah I, I know nothing about there's this other porn say. terms that have come up that have, people have like also do you remember being like a 12 year old on the internet you searched everywhere. That's true. Yeah. But <laughs> I had dial up when I was 12, okay? That was a whole different ballgame. <laughs> I dial up too. You could still find it. <laughs> I wasn't on YouTube. Oh, true. True, yeah. true, true, true. Yeah. YouTube did not exist. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But it's it's really like there there was a while where like we there were I found all sorts of weird porn on YouTube that people had watched that video and then been like, oh Space Brothers. Battle <laughs> <laughs> school dropouts. Okay. And they're like, yeah, Let's sure. Um, do something during the refractory period, I guess. Yeah. Just listen to these two assholes talk <laughs> just, about anime. The worst like, post nut clarity like moment, you know, it's just us listening to us like, what the fuck am I doing with my life, man? <laughs> Jesus, who are these guys? What is this, what is Space Brothers? I guess I guess that is your audience. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> guys, if you were just watching porn before turning this on, sound off in the comments. The comments. Hit the bell. <laughs> yeah. Comment what porn you were watching. Need recommendations after this golden golden boy. <laughs> golden boy. Yeah. Well, and it's funny with I never put it together that like like there was a video called like Down Blouse at the Bar. <laughs> there was like another one that like <laughs> two people were like dry humping in a uh, like hospital. Uh, like there was also and I never figure, could figure out why. But now that I see Dropout Hentai, I'm like, oh, every episode has the description Hentai Pizza Lord. Every and then the show is called Battle School Dropout. Yeah. So like I never know never thought about it, but like, yeah, every description we have has the word hentai. We accidentally mm -hmm. like SEO'd for that specific hentai. <laughs> we, we, we are we are closer to, to porn than anime in some ways, you know. This episode is sponsored by the hentai dropout. Watch <laughs> it on um Wherever you get your hentai. I, uh, I don't know. It's you want to talk about something that's hardcore. I've watched like a little bit and I was like, this is too much for me. Too much for you. <laughs> yeah. Too much for the hentai pizza lord. Yeah. Damn. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm secretly a very vanilla man. Don't but... watch it on wherever you get your hentai, I guess. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't do it. To be clear, Golden Boy on Crunchyroll. On Crunchyroll. On Crunchyroll. It's a legitimate source. Watch yeah, that instead. No, no, uh, no weird funny business or anything yeah. there. So. Yeah. Yeah. And relatively uncensored, too. Yeah, relatively yeah no, there uncensored. Are... It had, like, the Japanese censorship that you would expect on genitalia. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is uncensored. Yeah, a lot of nipple. Yeah. yeah a lot of nipple. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, Kintaro hangs dong a couple of times, and that's censored. That's about it, though. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else is like has. There's no. There's no lady genitals on display at any point. And yeah, and you there was one blurred lady genital running scene. 
Well, the, the girl, Ooh, the, yeah, the yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. The girl in the second episode runs away, and her like skirt is censored. I was like, "Why is her skirt? Cen-? Oh, she's not wearing underwear." Uh, <laughs> Japanese laws. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. I wonder how much. Of that, I I do wonder whether that series is available on Crunchyroll in Japan, or like how it was licensed. But yeah. Is Crunchyroll how people watch anime in Japan? I don't. Probably I don't not. Know. Probably not. Right. It's yeah. probably a. West or like an Eastern owned, like Japanese owned studio yeah. that has it, right? So like Funimation themselves or something, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, Crunchyroll usually gets the Western rights to things, but doesn't actually like if you look at their Japanese catalog, doesn't have a lot. Right. Uh, they do a lot of Western content, but not the other way around. But I'm interested that it was censored that way, and the fact that it is basically the Japanese censored version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's not a but different. It, it may just be that the. Be, if it was an OVA that didn't play, like it was just on physical media originally, then it would have been only centered that way and only available in that format. Because well. uh, mm. that's how they could have, that's the only way they could have legally released it. Mm. Right. No, that's a good point. Damn. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn yeah. censored genitals. <laughs> Dealing with it for too long. Hashtag free the genitals. Free the genitals. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, Andy, the dong. Andy no, you got any uh, plugs before we wrap up here? No plugs. I'm generally a, a pretty reserved private person. So <laughs> I, I am not going to link any social media to this whatsoever. It's this okay. Is, we'll link it. I'm, I'm, I'm here purely to enjoy watching this show and talking with these great individuals. We'll just Thank put your you. street address in the comments. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you want to find me. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find Andy where he lives, sign out in the comments. <laughs> Cancel me physically, mentally, yeah. monetarily. Come get him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Bakri? Uh You can find me on soundcloud.com slash octomammoth. You can find me on twitter.com slash, well, at eight mammoth. Uh, that's it. That's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have links to all that in the yeah. description. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. You can find my Twitter. Yeah. And, and soon the battle school dropouts Twitter. I know it's not a big deal to make a new Twitter, but like I'll, I'll actually try to maintain. Yeah. It, so. Yeah. That's coming. And so you don't have to follow Hentai Pizza Lord to fucking get uh, your Battle School Dropouts updates. (laughs) That's true. But you can follow us. We do both. You know, well, Stu makes a post and I retweet them. Sometimes I will quote retweet them with like a joke of some kind. That that (laughs) photo of like the goofy sign where it says like, this ride only stops in case of emergencies. Crying is not an emergency. You know. (laughs) Shadow the Hedgehog getting really mad at a guy. Well, perfect. Well, thank you for joining us, Andy. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed being a guest. It was a good time. I didn't know I was part of a season finale, but uh, congrats on 26 episodes. Tim was the last season finale, actually. Or no, he was the season premiere. Season premiere. He was the season premiere. We started with Tim, ended with Andy. Yeah. 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 There we go. We come full circle. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Watch the much better anime. The two guys I know who went to Japan. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this was way better than XR. <laughs> yeah. Eat shit, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our review of Golden Boy. It's better than XR. That's, there you go. But both shows I want to watch with the boys. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. Very it, true. T- to be clear, I think I'm going to update my rating. Hey. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, like, your show's rating, it is uh, continue to watch if it had more episodes. Uh, I don't know, maybe three and a half stars. Hell yeah. I, I appreciate that. I enjoy I, I enjoy things that come full circle, and it did that. Yeah, 
Yeah, with no expectation that it would ever continue, it managed to wrap up everything it had done prior, and then also leave everyone hanging again, which is great. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I think I enjoyed it enough to give it three napsters. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Put it right, like, in the middle of my rating, like, average. <laughs> <laughs> You're moving on up, Golden Boy. You've done it. We, we thought little of him in the beginning, but... By the end, we've we've come. We all want to fuck him now. We That's, all want to. Yeah. We well, are where is the, he? We are the sexy lady in every in every uh, Golden Boy episode. <laughs> Hated him at first. Who the fuck is this guy? And then he proved himself to us, and then he disappeared. And we're all like, "Damn, we're never gonna, we're never gonna get at that." Never more I, Golden Boy. Yeah, until he hits us up to help might, out on his anime. <laughs> might we're even, waiting. Might even have to rate it hard, higher just because of how much extra enjoyment I've gotten out of it with talking with you guys. Yeah, yeah. But it's not intrinsic to it. So sure, sure, I, sure. Yeah, I tend sure. to try to be objective in my subjective ratings. So rate it, you know, as if as I personally enjoyed it. I gave the but. fucking Resident Evil movie five stars on Letterboxd, so I am absolutely a subjective man. The first one? Yeah. or No, the uh, the new one. Oh, the new one. That yeah. was fun. That yeah, was that's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like the Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, per- I'm personally very much fine with, like... There's a movie I really like, but I can I know it's not good. I'm gonna rate it four stars, not five. Like oh. I I cannot in good conscience rate it five, even if I it's a five to me. I absolutely can. My my letterbox is I all, know it does not appeal to everyone. Yeah. My letterbox is five stars and like one star. I have yeah. no way to be a This movie about. sucked, this movie ruled. That's it. That's, <laughs> those are my two ratings. This one had Sonic in it, five stars. That's my movie podcast, so I'm gonna those are gonna be my ratings. Yeah. Sucks rules, that's it. I have this like nice, smooth, normal, skewed left or skewed right distribution, depending on how you view it. Depending on whether you're on the front or the back of it. <laughs> yeah, on the front or the back of it, uh, for how I rate my anime. So like everything falls on a nice curve, kind of, you know. <laughs> I like to think about things in context, too. Like if I'm looking at Golden Boy versus something I rated four stars, like those two things, I'm probably not going to put it above a four star thing. But I'll put it at four stars. I give it four stars. Yeah. I'm a ten star boy personally. So. Ten stars. Ten stars. Oh. It, it would definitely you did a golden it would boy. Get a three, seven, <laughs> it would get a three seven five if I could go in between. Ah, I see. Well, good up. All right. Yeah.